Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to the podcast. This episode would not be possible without the support of our listeners, patrons, and sponsors. If you'd like to learn more about supporting the 3-Bit Gamer Show, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash 3BG. And a huge thanks goes out to our boss-level patrons, Jeff, Christopher, and Patrick. Quick! Peterson's on a baby high. You can say anything you want to him. Peterson. Don't you think that Carl Malone was underrated and underappreciated in his time? <laughs> yeah, you could say that, man. Hey, Peterson, I just sent you a video about why Jaden Smith's Karate Kid was better than the original. All right, man, sounds good. It's almost three hours long. Guess I'll just pop some popcorn then. Is this really how he gets every time he sees a baby? Yeah, dude, why do you think he has four kids? Jinkies. Okay, that's enough! You've just logged into the 3-Bit Gamer Show. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> Our that. That's enough! Damn. Welcome to the 3-Bit Gamer Show. I'm JD. This is Peterson. And this is Trent. And sorry Quinn wasn't able to make it. I, I finally... Trent's baby is 14 months old, and I finally got to meet her, and she's so cute. She's baby of all. The first thing Trent's baby does when she sees you is cracks the biggest, biggest smile. Biggest just the cheesy smile, dude. Huge cheesy smile with big old dimples. Yep, and, and it's like teeth. She knows it's cheesy, too. That's I my know. favorite. She's she, like, yeah. hey. She's, she knows what she's doing. Yep. Dude, she's, she hams it up for the camera, too. <laughs> and she waves. She always knows when does there's a camera on her. Me. She's like, yeah. oh, I love it. <laughs> Live from the 3-Bit Gamer Show, the news. All right. Our news this week, as with all weeks, is brought to us by Crave Cookie. Crave! That was rude. That's good. I like that. Crave! <laughs> it was rude. That's, that's rude. He was interrupting you. This jerk talked over me. <laughs> Easy. Guys, Crave Cookies, our sponsor. Oh. Uh, go to cravecookies.com so you can... Uh, check out the cookies that Trent. Do you know next week's sneak peek of the week cookie? I got two what? sneak peek of the week cookies. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's hear them. Okay, first one is if you've seen that cream savers are coming back soon. <sighs> yes. We decided we had to do a cream saver cookie. Okay, how you? So, how do you figure this, this out? This was an Annie vention. Oh, okay. She she just loves doing frosting stuff. So she just played around with it and came up with we're doing the orange creamsicle, like the oh, orange uh, cream saver this time. Yeah, so yeah. she made them both, but this week it's the orange one. And so it's just, I mean, it's a sugar cookie. It's mostly just the frosting that's making this flavor, but it's like a swirled vanilla oh, and orange buttercream nice. on top of it. So that's delicious. And then the other one is the Oreo cheesecake. So. Ooh. Oreos are always like a, a hit flavor. You when guys we do, do stuff sinful with stuff with Oreos. That's what I'm just sitting yeah. here thinking. And so this one's got, I mean, it's just like a, a vanilla dough that's got a bunch of Oreo chunks in it. And then it has a just. cheesecake filling. Oh, my God. 
and then it's rolled in like the or- crushed Oreo powder. So it gets like a little crunchy crust on the outside. Oh my god! And then the... have you done that before? The Oreo crust? Nah, dude. An yeah, Oreo crusted so. cookie. I saw I another place do it. I've and ever I was like, heard hmm, of that. That looks fun. Doing it. And then nice. the white chocolate on top, because Oreos and white chocolate just taste so good together. Oreo crust. Dude, that's cookie. awesome. So that's next week. That's oh next week. My All right. God. All right. So get down to Crave Cookies, Midvale, Utah, or CraveCookies.com if you just want to salivate over the cookies. Um. All right, guys. Well, let's get uh, let's get into some news. Halo's community manager has revealed that Halo Infinite won't have experience points, just a battle pass. Hmm. How do you? Well, yeah. How do you have a battle pass without experience points? It's just I guess. challenges. It's just, just challenges. You progress through the battle pass. Yeah, that's how you do it. So John uh, Junzik, just like a bunch of letters Junisek. there. Junisek. Junisek. I'm sure that is absolutely not <laughs> how it is pronounced. Now I got to look it up. But John Junisek uh, is the uh, community manager for 343 Industries that makes Halo. Um, and yeah, if people, will, I mean, the, the, the long and short of it is that 343 and Microsoft want people coming back to play compulsively and they have decided that they can do that via challenges daily challenges whatever types of things that all ultimately feed into a battle pass the alternative to this um for for the people that don't play a ton of multiplayer games like this is experience points which you just generally get for everything everything you're doing you're gaining xp satisfying because they're satisfying and hey you have a game where you you guys lose really badly, but you did really well and got a lot of kills. Well, you're going to get a lot of experience. Uh, the alternative with challenges is like kill 10 people from behind with a knife or like win 10 games on this map. So you have people that get into games and if they don't do the challenge or either they're only working on the challenge because that's all they care about. Yeah. And so you're trying to win a game and someone's trying to run behind someone and stab them. Get you with the knife. And then they get their challenge and quit. <laughs> and then they get the their challenge and quit, right? Or that they don't get the map they want, so they instantly drop at the beginning of the game. There's a lot of inherent problems with, with these dumb. challenges. But what they do is hit the thing that Peterson talks about all the time is this gambling um, like vein that people mm. have where it's like, got to keep coming back. Got to go keep coming back. Yep. And then if you don't get the challenge, like Trent said, you drop the game. And you're not dropping it to quit. You're dropping to go play again. But I, just, you're, I don't. I don't get the purpose because the challenges have always existed. Anyways, you mm-hmm. just got bonus XP for them. So that's how you got your big like level chunks is by completing those. So it just seems like so that's you're what, removing a feature. That's not what I was wondering because mm-hmm. yeah, there's going to be games that you play where you won't hit any of your challenge objectives, even yeah. though you're trying. You should still get there. Should still XP be some sense. Oh, to move along yeah. the Here's battle. What makes pass. that worse is that during the tech preview of the the game actually ran out of challenges. Oh well, th- so, yeah, that's so, the, that so point, clearly like, they're on the right path. Yeah, like why am I playing at that point at all? Like you, they need to follow Rocket League's model. They do it really well. They do. You get XP for playing, but like you said, you get the big XP boosts for. Com- for doing mm-hmm. the challenges and they have daily challenges which are pretty easy which is fine yeah and then there's weekly challenges that are harder and they stack right week one i mean they don't go away when week one's over they just stay and so there's like you know 12 weeks of challenges that will pile up so every week you're like oh here we go new challenges and you jump in so by week seven or eight you've got so much to do 
Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's usually simple things like you could do normally, right? Mm-hmm. But or you could try really hard and focus on doing that. But yeah, that's that's the way I like it. Just have so much to do. Fortnite's the same way. If I go and look at my missions on Fortnite, I bet right now I have thirty that I could just make progress on. Do you actually care about those? Like if a yes. game didn't have those, you'd be bummed. Like, because yes. Shiv doesn't have them. Yeah, you wish and I, Shiv I had wish challenges. Shiv had them. Ugh, it's because it's just a nice little extra thing to do. Yeah, but what if it's like kill, get a kill with a barrel, and you get into every single fucking map, and everyone's just chugging. everyone's okay. No, that's pretty sounds funny. Dope. That sounds yeah. dope. Well, and I guess because chivalry's built for silly nonsense, but a game yeah. that people take ser- super seriously, like Halo, yep. that doesn't really mesh. It. Like Halo is a really, it's like a I went like a, an elite multiplayer, I guess, where it's like. You, people really, really take it seriously. Well, what, if there's an esport for it, right? You shouldn't be pulling this shit. Well, what Fortnite does is there's simple challenges like oh, chop down ten trees, and once you do that, yeah, then that challenge upgrades to okay, chop down fifty trees, and then once you did, get that, now chop down a hundred. You know I what I mean? You like this, and the so. challenges just keep upgrading. But you don't so get anything upsetting. for it. Do you get like a skin if you complete them? All well, you get XP and the battle pass. Uh, the Fortnite every every level you get something you so unlock that's what I'm something. Saying. So if you remove the bonus XP and it's just challenges, well, yeah. Know. So you need XP plus challenges with bonus XP, yeah. so you can get through the battle pass. Because uh, when I played Warzone, I never ever once because you still get XP when you're playing, even if mm-hmm. you bought the battle pass or not. That's like how they sell it to you. They say, "Oh, look where you would be on the battle pass. You can buy it right now and unlock all this stuff." I never. I played a lot of Warzone. And I never once, never once, got up to level one hundred on the battle pass. Fortnite, I do all the time. Yeah, Warzone, it was like, dude, I'd have to grind so which is hard what to get do, it. Which is what I feel like they'll do with with Halo. Yeah, is they'll make it hella grindy. So, Just real grindy. I don't know. It's a strange choice. It's Unishek, by the way. That's his last name. You're gonna Unishek. say that's what his Twitter handle is. Yep. Yeah. Unishek. Oh. All right. EVGA has attributed GeForce RTX 3090 failures in Amazon's New World to faulty soldering. So, yeah, this was, if you remember, this was the Amazon New World beta was at, was destroying people's 3090 graphics cards. Which is cards. a $1,500 graphics card <laughs> out to base. and But I, I think that, you know, these some of these were... Or more than that, and that's yeah, if you I'm can sure. actually get it at retail. So yep. you drop two thousand dollars on the highest end card, and New World is frying it, and now they're <laughs> saying, so "Oh, it was the soldering on there." It wasn't even the real game. Uh, so no, it was the beta. <laughs> so who's who's at fault for this? Here's 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 what happened: the poor soldering on its own wouldn't have necessarily killed the cards, but New World's beta didn't institute a frame rate limiter on menus or loading screens. Sometimes leading cards to jump from a cool 100 frames per second to over 800 frames per second. it's pushing itself as hard as it can go on the loading screen. On the loading screen, on the menu, I get for for like the one millisecond. If someone had like an ultimate Because the only visible frame moving is a bar. Yeah. There's nothing else on the whole screen. But (laughs) there was one millisecond on one person's rig with a 4K setup where they saw... The face of fucking God, because they saw 800 frames per Dude, second, just like and they were like, <gasps> and then the this, card exploded, their computer melted through the, the floor. The hair sizzled down by their... <laughs> yeah. This is like, like, it doesn't matter. 
I saw 800 I FPS. I saw it. I've seen it. Look how great it was. <laughs> this is like if you were. Uh, this is like an NFL game. Like in warm-ups, if they were going as hard as they oh could, gosh. just hitting each other as hard as they can, just all the whole team is injured before the game starts. That's what <laughs> this they have is. bragging rights, so it doesn't matter. They hit 800 <laughs> frames per second. They got 800 Holy. FPS. So yeah, basically that was that was what had happened. But they said that it was combined with the poor soldering caused the affected cards to overheat. I I still think it's on the card manufacturer. And you can blame soldering, but aren't these... Tri- they're supposed to shut down. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There should be some sort of fail-safe to make it That doesn't not seem to be affected by that. the soldering. But There's like maybe several I don't understand points of failure here. Engineering. Yeah, yeah they're like... It's like everyone knows what went wrong, but then they're like, oh, this was fucked up too. We also had bad soldering just, oh, hey, hey. the fans we were falling also, off. They're like, guys... You don't have to tell us everything no, you, you guys, did wrong. Like, we knew what happened. They should have been like, this is new information, but this is what we were estimating about had happened a month ago or two <laughs> was that they just didn't uh, limit the frame rate. Dude, so uh, good. Or shut the card down after that. Yeah. You know, so good. Good job. Keep. Uh, I just think that's so weird that it's like your flagship card. You spend that much money on producing it you do all this stuff the one card that should have every possible protection against this this should probably a thousand percent i want i want my expensive card to work riot has hired an ex-netflix executive to develop original films tv and animated shows so we've been seeing recently we've been seeing uh video game executives move over to streaming services, Netflix, Amazon Prime, right? So they can lend some of their video game creativity and knowledge into Mm -hmm. uh, the streaming world to make TV shows, to make movies uh, around the video games. This is the other way around. Flip it. You have uh, a next Netflix executive moving over to Riot because Riot, who... uh, Why would anyone go to Riot? Ooh. Like let shit die down a little bit, <laughs> yeah, but I guess is... we've been waiting for like what eighteen months for no, shit to die no, down, and they like can't help themselves. No, so the Riot is the company that makes League of Legends, the uh, moti- notably most toxic game that's yeah. ever existed, yeah, probably ever. Um, and let's see, they've got a couple other games out there, and they've got a couple other games in development. Now Riot is getting into uh, film. They want to have, like, Riot Entertainment Studios where they're making cartoons. In the There's there's one out there, actually, the trailer's out there that they're working on, yeah. and it's in the League of Legends universe, which, look, I, look I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. I hope that this is great, right? <laughs> I hope it's good, right? Because I don't like to see video game stuff fail all the time. Right. But, but I am 0% confident this will be good, and here's why. The they have built so bad. The lore is so bad, so inconsistent. <laughs> it makes no sense. Nonsensical TV shows and movies and animated series. In, animated it's just going to be a nonstop hand wave. Like, how are you just that like, confident eh, in a eh, single it's IP? Fine. Let yeah, me... that's wild. And the IP sucks. The lore sucks. This is. I think it's a play for China because. China loves League of Legends and everything yeah. about it. They've got the characters painted on the subways. They've, it, it's huge. Um, and they definitely don't care about toxicity in some California studio. It gives no. a shit. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a play for China. 
to just have content for that that uh, you can sell over there. It's just such a funny studio to be doing this because, like, League of Legends is a game where they make characters. There's probably a couple hundred characters in there now, mm-hmm. right? They make characters not with story in mind, and then they're doing it backwards. So yeah. you don't, you're not like, okay, here we go. We've got, uh, we've got a king, a ninja. A girl pirate, a boy pirate, a monkey, a scorpion, a spider, and... And a scarecrow. And then scarecrow, and then these fuzzy little stuffed animal little things. And it's like they've got everything. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who... There's a robot. There's a little girl who plays with a stuffed animal. There's a guy that just drives people. a robot. There's a guy that drives... Like, none of it makes sense. There's a guy that hits people with a lamppost. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's there's, nonsense. Yeah. Guys, it is... There's and a now troll. we have to come up with a reason for all of these Yes, things. and then they're like, well, here's how it fits. And they've all got, like, backstories, and you're like... I, oh, I, actually, sorry, I sucks. can't care about this. Yeah. I can't. That's the part of League that I cared about the, the least. <laughs> but yeah, make a show out of it. I'm sure that's going to be a banger. <laughs> a lot of shows out of it. Yeah, and then this. a scarecrow shows up. Oh, a blob guy shows up. And you're like, oh, yeah, Jack. Oh. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, you're like, none of this makes sense. None of it. Think of any animal, any like main, like big animal, not like random animals. They have a character about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Every single one of them. There's a werewolf. There's a wolf. There's spiders. He's a werewolf, but there's like no mention of his human form. I don't think. No, he's just a wolf the whole time, isn't he? Yeah. And you got is it Fizz who like attacks with a shark or something? Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's a fish that commands yeah. sharks. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling you, like Man. every animal, every like mm. big cool animal. Like if you took the roster of a Pee Wee League soccer team. Oh yeah, the tigers. All the mascots. Yeah. They've got them all. They've got every single one of them. Anyway, terrible. Let's make a story about that. The upgrade strategy for Horizon Forbidden West straight up sucks. Dude, okay. I don't know if you read this story at all. Yes. Do you want to describe it? Because it's bad. Yes. So Horizon uh, Forbidden West. I mean, so imagine you you are a Horizon Zero Dawn fan. What is that? Oh, it pulled up an it pulled up a video ad for what? So on that story that I opened up. Oh, that's nice. That was fun. Cool. Um, Dicks. so Horizon, you're a PlayStation fan. You're in the same rut as everyone else. You only have a PS4. Can't get your PS5. Mm-hmm. You love Horizon Zero Dawn, so you buy Horizon Forbidden West, the yeah. next game. Six. Sounds if good. If you just buy the game, mm-hmm. right, the digital regular version on the PS4. You will not be able to play it on the PS5. You have to fork out the extra cash. Well, I can play the PS4 version on the PS5. So you have to fork out the extra cash to buy the digital ultimate deluxe version. So they'll give it to you on the PS5. Mm -hmm. The PS5 version on the PS5. Yeah. Right? Instead of... So you're not buying a license to the game anymore Mm. when you buy the digital. You're buying... It's like locked, dude. It's crazy. So unless so you, dumb. yeah, you have to buy the. St- so if you get the standard or special edition, mm-hmm. the special edition, which you'd assume if you get it on the PS4, it just like yeah, you could play it on the PS5. It bo- but it will deliberately look shittier than it needs to <laughs> on because purpose. you did yeah on purpose because you didn't buy the digital deluxe, the collectors, or the regalia editions. <laughs> Are you kidding me, guys? There is standard, special, digital deluxe, collectors, and regalia. Yes. Why? Dude. I fucking hate capitalism, this, dude. This so, is... How much is the regalia edition? I don't know. Like I said, you like have to literally bucks. chop off a limb. Well, I think that's the one where you get the statue. Send in a pinky. Oh. So you're going to get all sorts. It's probably $200. 
And but here that's the thing. If you don't spend over a hundred dollars on this game, mm. you won't be able to play the PS5 version in That's okay, I can't get a PS5. It's fine. It's it's this fine. Is a, I don't even want it. I'll, play it. I'll play it for you guys. Fuck you. You know what? No, I'm not hearing it. <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven isn't wet enough anymore. I, I don't like this headline. I get it, dude. That's like one of the main features of a cyberpunk aesthetic, right? It's all like wet. If it's not wet enough, it's, it's not, not cyberpunk. Water running off of neon. Is, mo- even, is there a cyberpunk in the desert? I don't think I've so. I've never seen it. I don't want to see it. Dude. Their, uh, whole, their whole theme is men's restroom. Yeah. Everything's wet. Yeah. Just mm. everything. Men's Public restroom, bathroom. Men's, men's restroom at like a football game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sporting a, on like a rainy event. day. Yeah. Everything's wet. Yep. That's what they want to feel like. There's like everyone leaves their empty bottles that they've sl- snuck into the <laughs> stadium on the urinal. <laughs> That's the aesthetic in Cyberpunk. And yep. they have removed that. How dare they? Uh, the latest update has made the cars look much more matte. There are literally fewer puddles on the ground. Um, well, I, what, is this just so that it's playable yes, on old consoles? Yes, again? that's exactly oh. what it is. We're gonna make it worse for all of they're you. They're pulling that stuff yes, out. They are literally removing things from the game that's to improve absurd. the frame rate at this point. Imagine you're the guy that you're like you worked and busted your hump twenty four seven, and you are a environmental artist at uh, CD Projekt Red, and you're working on the water effects, which you probably were hired specifically because your portfolio shows that you can make water, cool water effects. And you uh, crunch, you work so hard, and uh, you get the shiniest, wettest game out the door. It is slick as hell. It just (laughs) slips right out the door. And uh, you're like, okay, cool. My (laughs) wet art is good. I can, like... Go get a new job at a better studio. And then you see this story. And the one thing you did on this game, the one thing that actually got out the door, the wetness. Oh, and it was they took it wetness. out. They took out my moist <laughs> They took game. out wet. Everything's dry. It's dry as a desert out here now. There's no corners anymore. Everything is a straight square polygon. They're just stripping it down to the wire frame. And then they're going to build back up. I'm going to build back up. We need we need to play this on the PS2 it's now. It's going to be Cyberpunk 2077 Minecraft. 1077. Ah! <laughs> Cyberpunk 32-bit. It's, it's, you know the episode the of... Cyberpunk 64. You know the episode of Rick and Morty where they put Rick and Morty in the... In the uh, in the simulation, and then mm-hmm. Jerry ends up in there somehow. Yeah, and the guy, the hungry for apples one. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> yes, every single Everyone, character they just <laughs> strip all the voice lines out because those audio they files just were say yes, were just too much. We can't load all those, so we're, we're all strip Jerry all now. Everyone's Jerry, the same voice actor for everyone. Oh Way to go. It's not wet and My it's man. just like Microsoft Sam the yeah. whole time now. <laughs> Sounds good. Okie dokie. Game Boy games may be soon coming to the Nintendo Switch Online. Guys! Here we go. We don't have a word on a timeline, but knowing Nintendo, you know, it could be tomorrow. It could actively be happening right fucking now. 
Like it could have been on there two weeks ago and no one noticed. Mm, yeah, they're like, they're oh, like yeah. oh yeah, it's there, dude. And uh, so this is all coming from rumors. This is all rumors mm-hmm. from the Nintendo Life rumor mill and some other places that have like I think Eurogamer tried it's a to decent confirm source. it. It's a good source. It's mm-hmm. absolutely a good source. But because it's a rumor, like any news that comes out of Nintendo, we don't have any super good details. Although the source did say that. Um, other retro platforms are also on the cards, so it could be Game Boy Advance. We could see. Oh my god, I would kill to get uh, Metroid Fusion on the Nintendo Switch. Would be the sickest. I mean, they're just leaving money well, that's on the why... on the floor by not doing this. They have a bunch of SNES and NES games on the Switch Online store, but nothing, I, as far as I know, really out of the Game Boy. Yeah, just stupid. How hard is that to port? That takes you like an hour. So um takes one intern in one afternoon. One intern one afternoon and you guys can make one billion dollars. Uh so yeah, we'll we don't have a list, we don't have a timeline, but uh keep an eye out because that This is what we've wanted, right? When they first get about the switch, this we were like Nintendo needs to put Five their library ago, on guys. there. They're like, doing it. Why didn't they do it Just earlier? Put the whole library on it. Should have launched have with the library. These ROM sites launched. and emulators that have done this for years. Yeah. Like, and it, Dude, especially back then, Nintendo had way more ownership over all the games that were on their carts. And so, like, yeah, I think they have so many licenses available to them that they're just, like, letting sit there. So, Facebook Gaming has expanded streamers' access to licensed music. Uh, this comes to us. This was sent to me by uh, Scottigan on Discord. So thanks for that. Uh, it turns out that Facebook has, quote, been working with the music industry to uh, put deals in place with hundreds of labels, publishers, societies, including Universal Music Group, Warner Music Group, blah, 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 blah. Um, guys, this is crazy to me. This is because, I I mean, you guys have been familiar with the DCMA takedowns yep. that are uh, filed on literally anyone that's doing anything on YouTube or Twitch. So you're on YouTube or on Twitch and you're playing a video game and you're streaming it. And in that game, if a song comes up, like any song, like ever written, uh, it will flag and like they'll pull down your stream or they'll they'll give you a strike and your account will get flagged. Like there's all sorts of consequences. And I guess I thought in my head the whole time this was happening it was like, wow, the music industry is a bunch of pricks. Like I can't believe they're doing this. But in reality, it seems like it's like YouTube and Twitch passing the buck on something they should have handled themselves yeah. and being like, ah, oh, well, the creators can just handle it. You guys just figure it out. Stop streaming music. Stop playing games that have co- copyrighted music. They just don't give a shit. Well, especially when you see how much those streamers make, like on a on a platform like Spotify or something, mm-hmm. they only make like what is yeah. it like a hundredth of a yeah. cent per stream or yeah, something so like you that. Play a so song how on hard repeat. is it if you're like Twitch or someone to just give that to them? Exactly. Like it's not hard. You just need to do what Facebook's you done, lose and like a fraction of a fraction of a cent every time someone streams, and you make way more than that off of that individual stream. And you make your streamers happy. Which at the, this point, I didn't realize Facebook gaming uh, streaming had such a strong platform, but I guess they do. Um, and because that was where, if you guys remember, when Microsoft shut down Mixer, which was their Twitch competitor, they showed they told to, told everyone to go to Facebook gaming. Yeah, And so you've got, and YouTube, I mean, we're streaming our podcast on YouTube right now because of the, the, the platform is vastly superior. So the fact that there are these like really strong competitors out there in the market and YouTube and Twitch, which are backed by Google and Amazon, let me remind you, are just like, meh, you deal with it. It's just, it's just beyond me now. 
to think that they've been doing this to their the people on their platform that are bringing all the streamers in that do have an option. They do have an option to move somewhere else. And they're just like, eh. And they're like sending them emails that are just so shitty. When you mm. get these emails from Twitch, it's like they had they made no effort whatsoever to make them sound human at all. It's just like a fuck you. How dare you do this? And you and a lot of these people have made this into their livelihood. So imagine just like you're playing a game and some song comes on and all of a sudden like you have a strike on your account and you're like wondering why and Twitch is doing it literally just cuz they're lazy. They were too lazy to go out there and talk to these these labels and publishers and they were just like, "Yeah, that's mm. that's our solution." That was their legal team solution and no further thought was put into it. We're at and I can't believe I'm here giving Facebook props for doing something like forward thinking or yeah. human remotely. Um, but this is what they did is they're like, do we punish all of our people constantly? Do we want to have a whole team and department dedicated to just sending emails to punish people for, for unintentionally playing copyrighted music on our platform? Or, yeah, or... They're, not, they're not doing it to be the good guy though. They're just doing it to steal everyone yeah. else while this is happening to the other companies. Yeah. Which, which boggles my mind. That's Honestly, what, like... it's probably cheaper for them too mm-hmm. to, to pay for the license to be able to probably do this. Probably not this quarter though. <laughs> yeah, they had to eat some quarterly profits. Uh oh, shoot! Oh no, they're only gonna quarterly profits only gonna go up by seven percent. Yeah, and then someone's gonna get fired. Seven percent only. Ugh, socialists. Kudos, kudos, kudos. All right, kudos is our positivity segment. We give shout out something we're into, and uh, this week I have none. Because everything sucks, but Peterson has some kudos. <laughs> yeah, so actually, I'm back on the... Uh, last week, I gave kudos to a trailer that I had seen for Spider-Man, and I'm just going to keep that going. Okay. My kudos... I got you just two- love trailers. Short-form <laughs> media. That's what Peterson's all about. <clears throat> Sum it up for me. I am also about that. Continue. Can you? I don't want to see the whole movie. Can you just give it to Eight me minutes? two and a half minutes? Are you minutes? kidding me? I, that's, <laughs> cut, that into, cut that into quarters, and I'm in. Can you do like three three-minute series? Wait, you want me to read about the movie? Uh, oh, get out of here. Oh, damn. No, so trailers. There's been some good trailers lately. Aaron mentioned this before, but I watched it and was so stoked. Star Wars Visions. Have you guys watched the trailer for this? I have not. No. Is this the anime one? Yes. Uh, And it's such good things. What it is, I think it's seven. So seven seven different well-known anime studios making Star Wars stories in their in their anime form. Okay. Like 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 the Matrix. they, the right. Animatrix, yes, and then Wasn't they had the a supernatural like one. They did a supernatural anime. anime. Was a little different. Yeah, and series. every and, and they, if you watch the trailer, they look very different. Yeah, it's very different styles. And honestly, this is what we're missing from Star Wars because it is you know anime is like epic and everything's just boo big explosions mm-hmm. and fighting is crazy and like that's what it looks like. It looks really great. There's Hell even yeah. one that looks straight up like an old samurai cartoon that's so awesome. it's samurai star wars guys oh, i don't even I here's it. the thing i don't even i'm not like an anime fan i'm not against not it i'm not one of those that's like oh i hate anime I'm, it's fine right i'm not into it i'm not against it um this looked incredible though i am a thousand percent in on this so at least go watch the trailer for star wars visions it looks it looks like they've opened up Star Wars to different creative minds. Why and not 
do it. Print that's money. what we need. He will just print money. <clears throat> the other trailer that I just saw today is for the Wheel of Time uh, series, which is going to be on Amazon Prime. If you're unfamiliar with Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time is uh, a major fantasy saga written by Robert Jordan. And? And <laughs> Robert Jordan, uh, it was such an epic saga that he didn't finish it. Mm. And then it was put onto none other than the great Brandino. Brandino. <laughs> Brandino. Brandon Sanderson finished The Wheel of Time in epic fashion. Now, I haven't read it because I, so I started reading The Wheel of Time. And this is everyone's, like, 75% of people, this is their experience. They start it, they get to book seven, six, seven, eight, nine, and you're like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. It starts to get too much. But a series is just what it needs, right? Because mm. I had our time being like, wait, who's that? Who's this person? Yeah, so the series is going to run for like 50 years. It's, if it's any good. Mm-hmm. But the trailer made it look good. The trailer made it look like there's a that lot of today. promise. I uh, yeah, it just came out. And so check it out, Wheel of Time. If anything, even if you're not a fan of the series, the book series, this looks like it's going to be an epic fantasy. See, I'm excited because I've been I've been interested in the book series for years. Dude, don't but read it just it. seems so overwhelming. No, nope, don't, don't it's read like it. Reading the Game of Thrones series just seems like it's too much. My brother-in-law bought all the audiobooks, and he was like, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it." He stopped at book six. Uh, <laughs> He's out. Oh my god! And so, uh, yeah, don't do it. But the series, could, it looks like it could be really great. So I'm excited for the Wheel of Time. Sick. I think it comes out in November or something. Ooh, I like that. Uh, so we have a kudos um, from a listener, and they left us a voicemail, so we're going to play that right now. Hey, Thirty Gamer Show. This is Tim from Saratoga. Just calling in. I listened to your question, your listener question episode recently, and you talk about wanting a game that was like Rocket League, but where you could drive around and break up your car. Well, it exists. It's a game called Wrecked, R-E-K-T, not like W-R-E-K-T, but R-E-K-T, and it's a lot of fun. It was free on the Switch a while back. It's also available on Steam. i take a look at it if you're really interested in running a car around and getting it destroyed. Anyway, thanks. Love listening to your show. Bye. Well, thanks, Tim. Thank um, you, Tim. I have to say, the moment I listened to your voicemail, I went to Steam and downloaded this because the demo's free, and then I forwarded it to Trent Jackson because it looks... <laughs> So familiar to another game we were into way back in the day and still are. Um, looking at it right now, San Francisco Rush 2049. The stunt mode in that reminded me a lot. I jumped in and played Wrecked uh, for a minute, guys. Everyone should. It's on. It's on Steam. So just go get it for free for a minute. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be playing this with Jackson and Trent. Thank you yeah, so I much so for that pumped. recommendation. Good it recommendation. is. Oh my god, just so funny that he's like, yeah, it already exists. Uh, Everything exists. Everything's already been made. The good, the bad, the ugly. I miss that one. We haven't done this forever. I know we we don't do this one very often. Uh, good, bad, and the ugly is our uh, little segment where we take an aspect of games and we talk about the good, bad, and ugly parts of that. Uh, this week we are talking because this is inspired uh, from one of our listener questions last week from Snorgle that I thought was ops- absolutely awesome about game controllers, and I realized we have not 
done a lot of talking about a game deep dive into controllers a deep dive as it were so we're gonna do that now we're gonna do the good the bad and ugly of game controllers do you guys want to do this in an organized fashion or a whatever you like want, to shout them out fashion everyone say yours on the count of three everyone say it at the same time I'll just, just every yeah, I'll do my good, you do your bad, JD will do his ugly, and, and we'll, we'll just say talk at the, at the same exact, exact same time. time. Okay. Right? That's uh, how one, I, no, two, three. Oh. Okay. Oh. I was ready. No. No, I'm putting oh. my foot down. You can fix this in post. Rude. Yeah, you can I'll just do it. squish everything together in post. <laughs> oh my god. Why is this episode only thirty minutes long? Oh. Oh I'm trying a new thing. I'm just mashing all this stuff together. It'll be great. Um okay, well let's start. I'll just start with a good, and do it. everyone just do whatever they want. Um, a good for me is clear button names. Button names are big deal, especially when you're uh, in like a tutorial or like a help menu. It's like telling you how to do something. Um, one that I really like is on the Xbox is the R. The there's the trigger, and that's the RT right trigger. I'm like, yeah, I can get that. And then the RB is like the right bumper, and you've got RT and RB. And I feel like they're distinct enough. B almost feels like it's like a secondary thing as well. Or it's back. Or like back. and yeah. yeah. So I feel like good button names that like are intuitive. I would say the opposite of this, um, which is in my bad, which is kind of dumb, but uh, is like when you have shitty naming conventions, like triangle, square. Yeah. Uh, like you can't say it out loud. It, it's okay on like a on a screen when it's telling you to press triangle or square, but... That is not intuitive. I don't think that's how people think. So, I've got a similar bad, but we'll yeah, get there. no, do it, Trent. What's your bad? My, well, my bad is on that same level. It's not I, the the square triangle, whatever doesn't bother me, just because I'm used to the PlayStation. What I hate is when you have two controllers that are visually and functionally almost the exact same, mm-hmm. but they have swapped letters for mm-hmm. stuff. So like the Nintendo. A and B on the Nintendo versus the yeah. Xbox, it drives me nuts because if you go back and forth between those two consoles at all. Your brain like so, can't adjust. No, exactly. I play a lot of Xbox with the kids, and then I pull up the Switch, and I'm just hitting back the mm-hmm. whole time. I'm like, oh, God well. So and Nintendo came up with the A and B button and the placement of the A and B button, and they get to own that. That's theirs. Yeah, but this you can see who's to blame. The Dreamcast comes along, and they wanted to be different. It was another Japanese game company. It was the Nintendo rival. Their B and A had to be opposite and then when the xbox copied the and you know borrowed from the dreamcast controller they kept the button configuration so yeah actually you guys this mirrored my main bad which was i just called it button nonconformity. yes like okay guys listen i get okay a b x y i can understand that like i can wrap my head around it why those are the letters we chose x and y Well, think about it First this way. First two and then not the last two, but the mm-hmm. second to last two. Why but, can't we do A, B, C, and D? Well, yeah, B, but if you're like saying that, B, C, and D kind of sound the same, yeah, B okay. and D, right? If you're if you're y saying the letters A, B, X, Y, those all sound very different phonetically, right? I, okay. Maybe I can wrap my head around this, okay. right? Okay. And plus when they first I, – I think it was first on the Super Nintendo, right? And the Super Nintendo kind of – Kind of had those different. They wanted to differentiate the buttons. Yeah, and the Genesis had C, A, B, and C. So they had B, C, which mm-hmm. may have been confusing. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, but PlayStation, like, what are you doing? I cannot. I cannot. If you tell me to hit the square on the 
PlayStation controller. I'm like, is that B? What is square? I don't understand what in the other square countries, is. Here's, here's, well, in other countries, is an Xbox controller still A, B, X, Y? I think it actually is. I'm, I'm sure look. it is. Because if it's not, that means PlayStation wins. Because no, I'm sure it is. Are... Because the, the I, I think the Roman alphabet is common, or the Roman alphabet, is okay. that what it is? Mm-hmm. Anyways, the alphabet we use is common enough to where they'd understand. They wouldn't be putting like... Uh, Russian letters. I did trying to find Cyrillic if there's a Cyrillic uh, <laughs> Xbox controller. There's I want not, it. I want a Cyrillic Xbox controller. Get replacement buttons. I'm sure they exist somewhere. Yeah, that would be Dude, pretty so tight. funny. No, but I can't. Um, I can't wrap my head around the PlayStation things. It like there. It makes no sense to me. There's no order that I would place circle, triangle, square, and X in. If I oh, had to make an order in my head, square goes before triangle. Always, <laughs> circle goes first. Yeah, see, also, it's like you don't know anything about shape order. Dude, I don't know. In twenty years, we're gonna be like, okay, listen. But also, X isn't a shape. So no, why? Dude, I like that. It's I like the theory that it's all pizza related, right? Oh my gosh! So the triangle is the piece One of pizza. Slice. The square is the box of pizza. The circle is the whole pizza, and then the X is the the slice. The of, sliced pizza. Sliced pizza. Uh, maybe that's how we'll start referring to it. Give me the whole squ- whole box. Give me, give me the, yeah, the box. Give me the box. Give me the whole pizza. pizza. Click the box. Give me pizza the box. Just pizza want box. one slice. Pizza slice. Pizza slice. <laughs> I, in the future, we're gonna. I can't understand it. And uh, JD also, though, I cannot. I can't. It, if it's quick, I can't get my triggers and my bumpers, especially on the oh, okay. PlayStation. Doesn't the PlayStation have two bumpers? No. But they have. Well, I don't know about the PlayStation. Yeah, 5. there's a, there's two top bumpers. Oh yeah, that's and what the Xbox trigger. Has. Right? No, 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 no. I, There's one that has anyway. Or is it the switch? I can't remember. But I can't get the button straight. Yeah, I cannot. I don't know, guys. There's too many buttons, and my brain already hurts. And we got to switch between. Uh, well, yeah, because it's got like ZL. <clears throat> There's weird buttons on that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like when I was playing the Pokemon game. I couldn't ever remember which button did what. I just couldn't. You want to really mess with your brain? Try to get into PSVR, and you're using. They use the same kind of like button configuration, uh-huh. but everything is completely rewritten. So it's like it's not like they're not even in the same position anymore. Oh, it's no. like the squares over here, and the triangles there, and the the triggers there, and this is there, and you're like, um, it's tough. Button nonconformity is my bad. That's my bad. Too. I hate it so much. Um, how about an ugly? Uh... <laughs> I got an ugly. I got an ugly. Go ahead. Um, every single Nintendo controller, every single one except for the Pro, has been because it's got good aspects. Yeah. And Nintendo is the controller company. They have been innovating and leading the charge on controllers ever since the first one. Um, they took went from the joystick with Atari to the Nintendo Entertainment System, and that is the same idea with the controller we have today the buttons are on the right the movement control is on the left um they were the first ones to have the joystick like with the n64 yep they were the first one yep with a joystick and the they N64 were the first was fine uh-huh it wasn't awful but they were the first with motion mm. controls they had some unique things they were trying in terms of um uh making it more uh, ergonomic with the gamecube but there are negative things I could say about every single one of those controllers. Significant negative things. Significant ones. Big yep. negative things. The the NAS was too chunky and square. Um, the SNES had... Actually, that one was actually a pretty slick controller. Um, still kind of square. Still, still boxy yeah. and the really didn't, boxy. Fit, didn't fit your hands super well. So yep. I was going to say, overall, Nintendo's biggest problem is ergonomics. Like, 
none of their controllers are comfortable to hold except for the Pro. Yeah. That's the, exactly the that's the first one. You awful. Know? So they've all been oh ugly. Joy Cons yeah. kill my oh my gosh oh no my big my big uh, hands that don't bend I, I have a Joy Con it hurts so bad yeah so that's that's my uglies every single Nintendo controller up to the Pro which I don't even count as a Nintendo controller it's literally an Xbox controller it's like yeah mm-hmm. the same exact thing so it's just the same the thing switched. so no I don't even count that so every t- every mainline controller the X- the Nintendo has made is ugly okay my ugly. Uh, yours was quite literally an ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my true. ugly is that there are, and we talked about this a little bit, but okay, so there's a lot of buttons on a controller, and sometimes I can't figure out what's what. And here's here's my example. You know when you're playing a game and it utilizes lots of the buttons, and you're like, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. And then you want to open up the menu. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hit this one in the middle. No, it's not that. Or like, and then oh, you're hitting this one. Which one pulls up my, my like player menu? Not like the game menu where you hit the start button, quote unquote start button, and it'll like quit, save, right? It'll pull that. But you're like, no, I need the game menu. And you're pushing all these things. And on the Switch, I'm taking screenshots and stuff. Oh, the God. Screenshot you know I'm talking about? The screenshot button there should not exist. I'm like, I don't want a screenshot. Oh. I want to open up the menu. And I'm like, no. Where? which one is it? Can't do that. That's what makes me crazy because that those buttons in the middle on the PlayStation, I love that they have that big middle one. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. I'm like, wait, what does this one do? What do we yeah. do? What do all these different things do? And I'm taking screenshots. I'm saving my game. I'm doing all the things that I'm. I don't want to do besides the one thing I'm trying to do. And it's <laughs> just so many buttons. And I'm still comes down to button. And then I'm using. Dude. And then I'm using the plus. Right. So that's not even down to controllers. That's developers half the time too. Yeah. Oh, that's when the true. menu button changes between games, that yeah. Yeah. Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2's entire button configuration oh, so bad. Shit. That was the most upsetting <laughs> thing is trying to figure out what to do in that game and like it was so it was like they spitefully made the here's, buttons. That here's way. how bad it is in Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh if any game, any game besides that one, if you don't play for 6 months and then you pull it back up Within a minute, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. And you're right back into it. Not that mm-hmm. game. I tried to Hours. use the controller again. And I legit couldn't figure out how to aim my gun Mm-mm. or how to switch my gun. Like, it was wild. I Because the buttons were so bad. It Because it was too many things they were trying to do. Dude, I played. I was playing Halo uh, with Jeff the other night. And it was we had it on a shuffle mode where it was like, Every different Halo, Reach, Two, One, all these different ones, and they all have different controllers. They all have different like loadouts and stuff. And so, and I was able to switch between those a thousand times easier than I was with Red Dead Two. Which, at, while toward the end of playing that game, I still didn't feel like I had a grasp on it. Like the controllers, it was still such a mess. Um, Trent, what do you got? Anything good? My ugly is just motion controls in general. Don't like I, it. I, I feel like motion controls only belong in one environment, and that's VR. Yep. I don't yeah. I don't want to sit down on my couch and be forced to like do aerobics the whole time. Like I just want to sit and play the game. That's why uh and I haven't gotten it yet, but I want to get the Skyward Sword remaster on Switch so I can actually play the game. Because mm. that that game was fantastic, was but I just quit halfway through it. It yeah. was so hard. It was yeah, it was too hard. There were huge, like sweeping motions you had to do. So, I think that's the that's one of the ugliest for me is just that that controller function at all. 
Um, I've got a good. I want to just because we're still on ugly. I have oh, one more ahead. ugly, and it was kind of like my other one, but I realize it's, it is different enough. Um, it's ugly when a game come a uh, game developer or a, a, a console developer tries something new, uh, because so many times you can end up with. Um, I mean, I can't think of like a new controller that was like we're gonna break onto the the stage was something entirely inventive like that a was brand like new functionality well received mm-hmm. like they're always like Ugh. like the vmus for the dreamcast what an awesome novel concept to have a little screen in there something that they haven't still haven't revisited but they're kind of dabbling into with the playstation 5 um as using it as a memory card was cool but oh the battery sucked and it died yeah. after like two minutes and you couldn't really use them for their intended purposes like a mini game boy so it was like Ugh ugly yep and just like i talked about every single um you it's know, theoretically one, good yeah you bring out something practice, new though. like and you're like oh this could be really neat this could work out and you're like oh actually there's a reason we've been doing it this way and it's it's hard to get people to adjust to a new paradigm as well so yep but yeah. sometimes they they work really great and that's why i like the playstation what playstation has been doing with their controllers because they're adding new functionality but they're just little things. Mm. And it's not Some something sound. you actively have to pay attention to. Yes. It just happens. Like I was talking about the last lights. week, the the trigger feedback. Right? Yes. Oh. I didn't I didn't know it was there. I didn't have to know that I had to do anything it specific. Just it just happened. It's funny you didn't know it was there. I'm yeah. like that was one that's the thing I'm like most excited for about like. Dude, I haven't read about triggers. the controller at all. Yeah, I've yeah. just used it. Dude, and that's that's so funny you mentioned this is my good is literally everything PlayStation is doing right now is good. Their controllers are amazing yeah really they are they're comfortable they have like you said all these iterative features the uh the touchpad the speaker which is huge the speaker is enormous i cannot believe xbox just slept on that again because it costs okay. you nothing to put a cheap shitty speaker in your controller it really doesn't like it would it, yeah, it doesn't have less to be a than nice a dollar speaker. it does not have to be nice because that's the whole idea people know it's a tiny yeah. crappy speaker but when you hear like your feet going through the grass when you're sneaking in a stealth yeah, and it's game below oh you. my yeah. god well when you're not used to it too when yes. i first got uh, when i borrowed jd's playstation mm-hmm. i was playing god of war 4 yeah and i would hear stuff and i'm like what is and i look down and i'm like oh my god that's coming that from the controller really and the light color the color on the light will change a little bit and it is a motion control on. don't forget like you yep. can use it to like like i remember playing a game where i shook it like a can of spray yes. paint and I know Trent said he doesn't like that, but I, but I feel like that's why you said it was an ugly because sometimes it is kind of cool. That that's cool. It's more like if you're playing Mario Kart, right? I don't want to. Yes. And you tilt. Just if you have someone mm. like my mom has to do motion control. She can't steer without doing this, yeah. right? And so if she's playing the game and steering and moving her body, mm-hmm. it throws the whole thing off. And, and and the difference is the PlayStation controller is not a. It has motion controls, but it's not a motion it's controller. It's not intended. Yes. You're not, primary use. You're not trying to do boxing with it, right? You just like little movements will do something. And it gives you it, – it just gives those opportunities for game developers to yes. play with it. And, and most people don't, to be honest. Which is a shame, but I, all the first-party people do. I only have one complaint about the PlayStation controller as yeah. a whole, the thumbsticks. I like on the on the Xbox controller, they're offset a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't like that they're both down? I don't down. like that they're – like perfectly in line with each other it bothers me i don't know why well that's the thing when i'm playing place because i'm so used to xbox when i play playstation i'm not sure sure which one i'm supposed to use yeah. on my left hand am i using the joystick or am i using the right on the, on the xbox it's very clear like yep. that's what you're using most of the time um i have a good one thing i love about a nice controller is hand feel 
And I don't mean like the way it fits in my hand. Mm -hmm. I mean the way that controller actually feels. The plastic. So... Mm -hmm. My my son, we've got a bunch of Xbox controllers because they keep breaking them and they mm -hmm. want a new one or whatever. But uh, the old ones, the first ones we got, they're real smooth plastic, right? It's real smooth. And then we got one last Christmas for my oldest, and it is like texture, just lightly textured. That's the only controller I want to use now. It's so nice. It just feels – and they do that for grip, right? You're playing and your hands might get a little sweaty or something like that. And the trigger has a little bit of texture to it. PlayStation does that. And it's extremely nice to Grab have – that white one because this is exactly what – To have a little bit of texture that one's got a little texture it. and this one's all like – Yes, that's the difference. Uh, and the one we so got for my flat. son is even slightly more textured than the that. texture on and this. It is, and it's only really on the back. Yep. Yeah. But oh man, it's for does it grip. make a difference? It, and it does. It feels good in your hand. PlayStation does it well. Xbox, when they do it, yeah. does do it well. And the the uh, Pro Controller on the Switch actually has like bumps on it, like a little like thing. And it doesn't <clears throat> yep. bother you when it's not there. But no, but when you have when you it, realize it's not there. You're, you're like, like, oh, oh this F. is nice. Yeah, no, I specifically only try to generally play with that white one because it has that it's texture. got that little bit of a little bit of a texture to it that's a good for me oh man i love it um i just have one bad and that's and i think you're gonna like it peterson uh sharp edges or corners mm. never on any controller so should there be any corner or like an edge um mm -hmm. if it's gonna fit in my hand i don't want hands that. are not square i don't even want a straight line that's why i think the wii u was so shitty <laughs> Um, was because you had to hold this big square on the sides of your hand like you're holding yeah. an iPad yeah. where you look at every game controller ever and they're all smooth and they all curve on the outside. Yep. And so the, that's what fits better in your hand. So, uh, yeah, I hate... Don't put a sharp line anywhere. Don't put a corner anywhere on your controller. It's never uh, going to work. My other couple, like, just on the way out. Uh, bad is when they're, when they're just completely uh, bugged like the Joy-Cons, mm -hmm. because controllers are expensive. There's no way around it. Controllers are ex as expensive as a full-priced video game. So it is an investment, right? So when there, when there's a bug on it, when something's messed up, because getting them fixed is a pain in the butt, opening them up yourself is a huge pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. uh, and then an ugly is controller skins. Because you know oh, how yeah. you can buy, like, like the D brand ones. Well, even yeah. even like Nintendo has branded ones, but they're I don't like any of them. I never see them, and I'm like, oh, that's tight. I like that. I don't like any of that. But the good side of that is Xbox's website has the. Have you been there where you can custom make you your own custom it, yeah. controller? That's awesome. And we've made some pretty sweet ones. It's very cool. My. My son's, my youngest son has one that we made a couple years back that looks like Pikachu. Like we just designed it with Pikachu in mind. And so it looks like Pikachu. That's sweet. The coloring and everything. And so that's cool. I like that a lot. Does it cost much more to customize them? Dude, it's not that. It was like 70 bucks. And a normal controller is like, like 60. 60. Yeah. yeah. So the custom like, ones are so sick. Yeah. And it was, it's awesome. It looks like, I call it Pikachu-roller. Pikachu-roller. And uh, I love it. That's all I had. Yeah. Three bit. Foodie again. We got that cereal fame. Cause you saying our names. We in the studio playing some foodie games. And drinks too. Uh, that's right, it's foodie games. And drinks. Yeah. We playing foodie games. And drinks. 
All right, Fudio Games is our segment where we like to compare our two favorite things, which are food and video games. And this week, as an homage to Trent, we're doing all things drinks. Mm. Drink. 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 Drinkio Games. Drinkio that Games. That doesn't sound the same. Drink. Uh, maybe we could probably come up with a better one with the word drink than we could with food. <laughs> Slurpio um, Games. No, Got to get out of the EO yes. Games thing. Mm-hmm. Sodio Games. Sodio games. Sodio games. Oh, okay. Make a new clip for Sodio games. Okay. Um, So I will just kick us off with an easy one that Peterson came up with. What is the video game equivalent of soda with no ice? Like a vomit. (laughs) It's a vomit. That is not a video game. (laughs) It could be. That's what it feels like. Vomit the game. Trent has strong opinions about drinks. This is what... We're going to hear all of them. I have a very specific list. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Uh, Peterson, what is your soda with no ice? Um, so I didn't actually do that one. I had okay. Other I've ones got one. Mine, then. Okay, so got I've it. got one. Yeah. If if you guys don't have one for these, just yep, pass. Uh, I said it was. It's like playing a controller game with a mouse and keyboard, because mm, yeah, I don't have a categorical uh, opposition to this like Trent does. Because I feel like if a soda is served in a glass and it's cold enough, mm. I can adjust. And it, but. It can also be really, really, really bad if you're like, oh, I want to play this controller game, and you're like <laughs> trying to do it with mouse and keyboard, and it's like not working, and you can't see where you're going. That's when it it's served to you warm, yeah, warm cup, and it's just off, yeah. like it's just not. Ah. So like, yeah, like it's soda really taste this bad. It's normally? still soda. Oh god, it's still soda. No why do they keep it so cold? But it's wrong. It's wrong soda, and that's what wrong this is. soda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is when you're playing. Yeah, when I'm playing, like some people can't play Rocket League with a mouse and keyboard. I do, and see. I can make but, do, but I'd prefer not to. But that's the thing. It'd be Put like you playing there. Rocket League with a mouse and keyboard. You're like, this just is wrong. Like, kind of mm-hmm. more to me, I feel like it would be like playing League of Legends with a trackpad. Because <laughs> we did that. It was the worst day <laughs> of our life. Trent and I did a one-on-one trackpad battle oh on my this gosh. computer and another one just like it, a 2012 <laughs> MacBook Pro. Dude, I've done it, too. I've done uh, it, too. Um, it's awful. awful. Yeah. Yep. If you guys don't know, uh, in League of Legends, you need to select things with yes. one, the left mouse click, and then do things with the right mouse click. Mm-hmm. And if you have a trackpad with neither of Dude, those. Dude, it's such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my soda with no ice mm-hmm. was anticipating or following a game's release for a really long time. And then being massively Anthem. let down. Anthem is your yeah, dude. Soda with because no soda ice. Soda with no ice is literally just vile. <laughs> I can't. It's something Trent like loves so uh, dearly. It's so near and dear to I, his heart. When I when I go, it. you've it ruined off. it. When I'm like standing at a soda fountain with someone and I see them just try to fill a cup with just straight from the machine with no ice. Slap it out of their hand. You don't get a drink that. Go have water. That person is barely human. (laughs) Trent just like marks them off in his head. He's like, never talking to them again. What a psychopath. I I can't think of a single drink, like not even just soda, a single drink that's okay without ice. Milk's better (laughs) with ice. What? Milk. I drink milk with ice. I don't drink milk at all anymore, but I always had it with ice. Did I I have milk as one of my drinks on here? Uh, Okay. What about. what is the Coke versus Pepsi of video games? I mean, for me, this was an obvious low-hanging fruit. This is the console wars. Right. Because let's be honest. I, there no one is, cares about it anymore. There is a difference between Coke and Pepsi. They do taste slightly different. 
But to be honest, they're cola flavored. No like if you gave me a cola flavored candy, I'd be like, yes, this is cola. <laughs> and that's so triggered. Coke oh my and God. Pepsi. Like there is a difference, but it's honestly like it's not big enough to make me mad or to care that much about it. I'm not staunchly Coke or staunchly Pepsi. And people that are are weird. Because they're both good. They're it's both like people cola. that are staunchly Nintendo or yes, PlayStation. It's like, oh, nobody Xbox. Cares. And you're like, dude, you're playing the same game on a different console. What? It doesn't matter. Okay, Trent, defend yourself. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Trent leaned back and like took a deep breath, <laughs> found his center, and was like, God, I need a minute. And that we're not exaggerating. <laughs> without without hesitation, every single time we go to a restaurant uh-huh. and Annie orders a Diet Coke. And the waiter says, is Pepsi okay? Annie immediately responds with, yeah, is Monopoly money okay? <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be the sassiest thing so, Annie has ever Annie said. Says that. Holy so, shit. So my comparison, oh my the God. only Pepsi I like is this. This zero sugar Pepsi. Because oh it tastes, Pepsi to me is like, <laughs> it is the cheap substitute. For... You kiss your mother with that mouth? Uh, what I compared it to is <laughs> Mario Kart versus any other karting game. Oh. You know it's a cola, yeah, to your point. You know it's a cola, but it doesn't ever feel like anything but a watered-down version of the better thing. It's not the cola you it's want. It's not the cola you want. It's not the good thing. <laughs> it's a knockoff. It is a knockoff. Dude, I can't. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to get over that the rest I of the know. day. I know. Has she gotten like good responses off she that? Was, she's not saying it like rude. She'll right, like, no. be giggling. Right. But... It, I, I guarantee they get it a lot. People oh that God. are like big Diet Coke people get really mad when they don't. People get care their just Diet like Coke. Nintendo people. You're like, no, that's that's what they play. They but, play Nintendo. By the way, another weird soda thing. This has nothing to do with Sodio games, but when nice. when I worked at restaurants, every time someone asked for Mountain Dew because we never had it on tap, mm. like, oh, we don't have that. Every single time they ask for. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, you gotta. Hey, get Mountain Dew. Oh, we don't have it. Ah, I'll just do Dr. Pepper then every time. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know that's what the dew pepper connection is, but that's a thing. I like to go off cola. I generally go off cola. And maybe when that's I'm getting what it a is. Soda, uh, fountain drink. So, okay, yeah. off cola. I go off cola. So that's where I, I totally understand <laughs> um, the uh, the desire to go into uh, <laughs> Dr Pepper from Mountain Dew. I guess I don't know. I, it, I mean, you still caffeine. I don't know. Uh, okay, so we have a list of specific drinks, and feel free to throw out any that you have on your own. Just s- grab root and growl. Can, uh, can I start with one? We yeah. have to do Sunny D though. That's and we'll do that. We'll do that one. Okay, but let me just do since we were talking about it just barely. I had Coke. For me, Coke is not a specific game. It is game descriptions. It's like Nintendo. And here's what I'm talking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. No, here's what. No, here's what I'm talking about. You can say, "Oh yeah, I I want a Coke." You're like, oh, oh yeah, this game's a platformer. Like... This is a platforming game. Okay. okay. And then you're like, oh, well, and then it's but it's never that. It's like, oh yeah, I need a 32 ounce cherry vanilla Coke Zero from the tap with pebble ice with no straw. <laughs> yeah. And that's what game descriptions are like these days now. Like this is a 3D top down isometric everything. platform plat- roguelite platformer Co-op, adventure mystery puzzle. And you're like, well, I don't understand. I, that's too many words. Yes, dude, that's what, is that's, it like Nintendo? This is, so yeah, how close to this, a Nintendo is this? Is this a platformer? Yeah, you can just have a Coke. Is this then. like a Mario? <laughs> dude, that's what it is. It is these. So, it's these specific sodas. 
that people are getting really specific about. That's it's game descriptions. I They're love so, that. That so is hilarious. Specific that, oh my god. <laughs> so that's Coke for me. Uh, dude, I got to do Sunny D. Okay, do, <laughs> do it. Sunny D. Uh, for me is achievement hunting. In that I used to like it a lot more when I was a kid. Like I loved it. Went out of my way to do it. But now if I run across it, it's it's absolutely by accident. If like I I find myself drinking a Sunny D, it's because I'm like at a catered event, and I didn't want to drink soda. And I'm like, I guess I'll go with this type. of You had a barbecue, water. and you open up the cooler, and it's full of Sunny Ds. Yes, and I'm like, I guess I'm drinking Sunny D tonight. Just like if I get a notification that's like, Hey, you unlocked an achievement. I'm like, Oh. I guess I unlocked an achievement. I'm not going out of my way for a Sunny D. Like, I'm not going to, like, run over kids at halftime at a soccer game to make sure I get the Sunny D. Yeah, but I'm not going to turn it down. I'll even even piggyback off of that because achievement hunting is so pointless. You get nothing from it. There is no, like, reward for it besides the achievement. It's pointless, just like Sunny D. Mm -hmm. If you're going to drink orange juice, just drink orange juice, not chemical chemical Unless sugar water because oh god yeah tang is the only one that gets an excuse and it's tang is more like Kool-Aid. astronauts drink it and that's cool everything else does not get a pass sunny d is not orange juice they are not the same why are they I, even pretending yeah exactly so like if i'm gonna is drink orange juice not readily available and well, I, is, is sunny d like notably cheaper than orange juice because i feel it like is it may be a dollar cheaper but it for sure doesn't have pulp i don't have to worry about it is that it? People are like, they can't buy no pulp orange juice, and they're like, I'll just get sunny I'll sugar get water sunny tea D. instead. Sunny sugar no, water I think tea. genuinely, I would say if you had a poll, people like exit pull them as they're leaving the grocery store with sunny D in their bag, 50% or more would say they thought it was orange juice straight up. They go, oh, yeah, this is orange juice. Mm-hmm. The, well, it was between that and purple stuff. And they're like, purple, purple stuff. stuff and orange juice, and I really like the sunny D commercials <laughs> when I was a so kid. Funny. Uh, what a, what about any of these others? Grab some. I got Trent. another random one. I got straw size. <clears throat> okay. Okay. This is a really important one for I me. I feel oh like my God, dude. I feel like he's passionate about this. I know. This. He just like <laughs> looked really deeply into my I eyes. Actually, I actually got in an argument about this just last night. <laughs> straw size. So his so, wife and him are not talking. Well, so we go to Swig like every day, right? <laughs> yeah. And Swig is out of their normal straws right now. So wait, all you they go have... to a competitor for drinks because I live like. 20 minutes away from Crave. Oh, tight. Okay. So, and there's a swig literally like a block from my house. But for some reason, this company that doesn't do anything but serve drinks is out of regular straws, and they have been for the last week. So they only have these boba straws that are like- The big fat ones? They're like like probably a half inch in diameter. So I feel like I'm getting waterboarded when I drink my soda? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) And no. You're like- (laughs) The other place that their default straw is like a thick fat straw is McDonald's. And everyone claims McDonald's diet. Coke tastes better because they have that thick, gross straw. No. I am a believer that the thinner the straw, the more concentrated the dose of the drink you're getting. So you get more flavor. You well, get the right amount of bubbles. Because in Trent's perfect world, like a in Trent's perfect space. world, he's got an insulin needle and he's just like, just I'll tell you, if anyone wants to know where you can get the best straws in Utah, <laughs> holiday gas stations. They're the thinnest straws. But this is the craziest shit. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Like the boba straw, I'm I get being out on that, but the like the rest of the straws are like it's like normal straws, boba straws, dude. No, like or the, the coffee straws, straws like those two teeny like those. There is ones. too small. Coffee straws are too small. 
Yes, you're sucking but we got so the straw, hard. We got the straw last night, and I, I told Annie I couldn't drink it till we got home because the straw was so disgusting to me. I wasn't even going to try. But my comparison to this of things that are good in small doses are competitive PvP games. So that's my comparison to like oh, okay. straws, how it's better when it's small. It's better when I have them in small doses. Because anytime I play a game like a MOBA or an FPS or anything that has like a PvP mechanic where I have to play against other people, if I play it for more than like an hour or two, it just puts me in a bad mood. It makes me angry. So I you can't do start, it. It's like you're choking on a big yeah, gold, big gold, and just big old straw. <laughs> Trent, if you, uh, I don't even know if I want to ask this, but have you come across these paper straws? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Because they're fucking miserable. They are miserable. They like disintegrate in your mouth. And the mouth is the, yeah. it's got the wrong mouth feel. Yeah, and, and to counter that, have you ever used terrible. a metal straw? Love those. Yeah, metal dude. I was thinking trying any to hard straw, like p- hard plastic, uh, like the like the reusable plastic ones. Like I'm mm-hmm. fine with those, but not the paper. Paper here's, is here's like... how you invent the ideal straw. And Trent gave me this inspiration when he was talking about the boba straw. So you take a boba straw, right, and it's metal, and you put a smaller straw inside of it, also metal. That smaller straw inside, you don't suck through, though. That just holds the liquid in there. So the interior of the straw is all super cold, even if you're pulling liquid through it. It's so going to stay super cold. your cooled. lips. Yeah, and so you're you're sucking in the circle around the smaller straw in the wow. bigger boba it's straw. It's the same idea as this. Yeah. It's like a tumbler in straw I form. guess I'm just going to ditch the straw and drink it like a cup. <laughs> I just <laughs> You don't want this fucking Iron Man straw that we're inventing right now that goes and like does all sorts of it's things. It's got a battery it's got in a it light. for some reason. I told it you I told you right in my mouth. All of my Sodio games were very specific. And I love it. <laughs> Actually more than like, anything. Turn the segment over to Trent. Trent, get Trent, give us your, another yeah, one. Get, just get through I'm these. So this is all I want to hear. We'll we'll go to my we'll go to my perfect one. Okay. My perfect soda or my perfect drink is a Diet Dr. Pepper with coconut. Coconut, I knew and it. And pebble ice in a tumbler because it stays cold forever. Yeah. And this is the one time it's okay to not drink out of a straw because if you have pebble ice, it's just small <laughs> enough to fit through the little hole that you're so drinking So you can get out. a couple so pebbles. you get a little pebble, a few pebbles in your mouth and you can okay. chew on them while you're drinking your soda. Okay. It's like the most amazing experience. <laughs> so my Dude, comparison I love to that so specific is, mm-hmm. is just my perfect gaming experience. So my perfect gaming experience is like one of three things. It's playing like a league night type scenario where you have like a core group of people that are on every week and it's always a good time. Okay. Or like a JRPG or something from one of my favorite series that I just always know is going to be good. Even if it's a sequel that has new mechanics and stuff, I I know it's going to be good. So that's like my reliable, I always can go to it. Or it's 1999. You and your buddies just—it's a Friday night. You've got pizza, soda, and Halo. Oh my god! And That's someone the... rented a movie from Blockbuster to watch when you're all tired. Oh, oh <laughs> it's Goldeneye, dude. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. That's... Trent, is number three? I wanted to guess number three. Is number three like one of your crazy World of Warcraft land parties? No. Oh. I mean, I, I actually my description. That's of the boba was, straw. That's the boba straw. Just way too much. <laughs> those were those are like you can only do them occasionally, and you start yeah, throwing I mean, up I don't, at the end. I don't always like to be physically around people. Yeah. No, I feel that. <laughs> no, my third one was just like a good RPG with like a solid progression progression system, good loot, whatever. Oh, like you can just, just sink time. Just into. something that you can just lose yourself in yeah. oh, okay i like that let's see i have one more okay. uh, that i just want to do milk because we got to talk milk milk is a drink got to talk milk 
and milk is a milk drink. is a drink. <laughs> it's last time I checked, bad drink. Wrong. Uh, so look, False. milk. So milk for me is Candy Crush, and here's why. This is an intro game, just like milk is often the first liquid that people drink, right? Humans. You so hope. it's your intro you food, hope. just like Candy Crush. It's your starter game. It's easy to get into, but much like Candy Crush. If I decide to drink a glass of milk, I'm probably going to spend too much time on the toilet. Like, if I play Candy Crush, I'm going to sit on the toilet for way too long. That's nice. Nice turn of phrase, (laughs) as it were. I like Mm -hmm. that. I like what you did with that. (laughs) Funny. So that's milk, because I'm mildly lactose intolerant. Plus, uh, we've talked about this before. I cannot... The thought of drinking a glass of milk with a meal, to me, is so disgusting. Mm. Is Uh, it, though? Oh, the I thought of drinking a glass of milk, period, at this point in my life is pretty gross. So gross. Milk makes me so happy, you guys. I drink <laughs> like a half a gallon every couple days. I drink cereal milk. I don't even finish the cereal milk. I just eat as much cereal as I can using the milk, and then I dump the rest out. I don't even drink dump it the cereal milk. Cereal. Yeah, dump it. Start a new one. That it's like, like with bacon start. grease. See, for oh me, gosh. this is great because this is this is we already figured this out. Milk for me is the way I play games, which I have learned. I've come to learn in my in my years uh, playing games that I play games very weird. Yep, I play he them does. very distinctly, and I play them my own way. Um, so much so that when people like want to play certain games with me because I've been playing them for thousands of hours, and I'm like, I don't think it's gonna work. You don't want to play. You don't want to play with me. And I didn't realize this. It took me so long. Just like with milk, I thought every human on Earth drank milk. Turns out only like fifteen to twenty percent of people can actually like metabolize it properly. <laughs> um, and I'm like, whoa. No one likes milk as much as me. No one drinks like a glass every morning and drink every a night. warm glass of milk before bed. No, cold baby. Getting warm milk to your doorstep, dude. Fresh sometimes every I drink week. some. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I drink a glass of milk before I go to bed, and I'm like, "All right, time for bed." And then I'll stop and be like, "Damn, I need another glass of milk." And I'll go just fill Nuh-uh. up another and just sit there and chug it. I've d- I've gotten up to three before because I've just been feeling. It. Usually, there's a crave cookie involved. Because you got to drink milk between it, like a sip between every single bite. For real, the last time I drank milk was when I ate a crave cookie, really? and yeah. I was like, I feel like this is too thick in my mouth. You have to, you have to rinse them down. It but was then... which one was it? It was the brookie, the brookie. It was like real thick in my mouth, and I was like, oh, I yeah. got to drink some milk or something. But some, yeah, sometimes those end up, end up a little thick. No, it's I mean good. it's good. It's, good. it's yeah, so yeah. good. The brookie is rich it's that one is so milk. good there are definitely cookies that i'm like this one demands milk. oreos i got a dip the oreos you need milk it's got like frosting on it I any of your peanut milk. butter ones i'm actually good without milk because they're so good i want them in my mouth forever <laughs> um but yeah i'm a huge milk guy <laughs> and no one else is no one that's else the way JD plays chivalry plays. in their own head like they're role-playing to themselves quietly in Age of Empires, JD has named every individual unit. Yeah, and he's I'm like getting going really all slow. connected. These are my friends. He's zoomed in all the time. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, what you doing today, Dude, I Sally? Actually, this is so fucking funny because like I, I accidentally killed. You know, in FDL, Faster Than Light, mm-hmm. you can send your guys like a boarding party onto yes. the enemy ship. Well, I was, I was fresh to this. I'd forgotten how to do the boarding, and I'd forgotten a lot of stuff. And I you sent a boarding one. party of two people who I'd been playing with for like an hour and a half, and uh, I accidentally had my guns on auto fire and killed them. just destroyed the ship that I just sent them to board, and my hands just shot up to my head, and I just like sat there for like a full minute, like aghast, as if an actual person had died. Before I was like, get a grip, JD. 
it's okay. But I was like, holy shit. I react the same way if I accidentally step on a spider. I was like, no! What Damn it! Oh, no, spiders I don't ah! care. Jonathan loves spiders. I love spiders. I love all animals, but spiders are dope as hell. No, I don't like spiders. No, they're all dope. Um, so Trent, give us some more. Do you have any Ooh, more? I got some good. I'm sure he's got some oh, good ones. Oh, I did. Here's one off the list. I did Kool Aid, and I Kool-Aid. said Kool Aid was Fortnite, but I'm mostly just comparing it to the Kool Aid Man or the Kool Aid Guy. You know, he breaks through <laughs> oh, your wall. Oh yeah, and just oh yeah. And he won't go away. Oh, wait, yeah. why isn't that skin in Fortnite? It's too Probably. big. That's it insane. Be too big. It should it's be too big. They had Thanos. They can have the Kool Aid Man. Yeah, but like they can thin down Thanos <laughs> just a little has, like, bit. Like a huge hitbox. He's a Kool Aid. Pit- it's like just a thinner pitcher. You just he just changed his pitcher he just style. Dances around bullets if it's not hitting his hitbox. Uh, I want that skin, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and he's like bleeding Kool Aid as you shoot him. He's <sighs> patching it up instead of oh my god, and dude, it explodes. No, it even makes sense because you drink the the yeah. potion to get shield. He's just feeling himself back Throwing up. it up into the top yeah. of his head. Oh. Now I want a Kool Aid Man game period where all of the characters are different kool-aid men and your health bar is just the pitcher and it empties out so it's a visual indicator of your own you're bleeding very clean ui Mm, kool-aid man multiplayer action game (laughs) kool-aid wait you need more tags it's like check multiplayer 2d 3d kool-aid rogue light adventure (laughs) but quest is spelled with a rpg quest with a kw (laughs) kw Kool-Aid Quest. <laughs> Bet we both got that at the same time. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, what is... <laughs> I just typed it out. That is the worst thing we've ever done no. on this podcast. 230 episodes. Kool-Aid Quest is the worst thing we've And we've we said done. it simultaneously. It's so bad. Uh, it's so bad. Wait, Try what was Kool-Aid? More. Oh, it's Fortnite. Was Fortnite. Fortnite. Right. Do you have That's more? Right. Yeah. Uh, another specific one. Um, uh, like a foam cup versus like a, a plastic cup. Wait. Like drinking. So like if you go to the gas station and get a drink, nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, you're going to get it in like a plastic. Mm-hmm. Trent hates this. They don't They don't keep it cold. You get like water, garbage, garbage <laughs> drink. Yeah. This is mobile gaming for me. You like, wait, you like foam cups better? Uh, foam that... cups are infinitely better because they keep, okay. if you if you have a tumbler, you got to have a foam cup. Mm-hmm. Okay. And new foams like recyclable and stuff. There's fancy, oh, it is there's fancy foam. Yeah, like oh, our foam's nice. like ninety nine something recyclable. So I shouldn't be throwing it in the garbage. No, you can Fuck. recycle it. Um, Damn it, foam you can. The, there's specific foam you can foam. get. Yeah, um, because mo- but it's it's like the bait and switch kind of idea. Mm. Like when you go to get a drink in like a a plastic cup, and then I get, like any of the cups you get from like McDonald's and stuff, mm-hmm. they get all watered down. Mobile gaming to me, all the time I'll see like. I'll finally see a mobile game that looks like it's gonna catch me. It'll be like uh like there was one, it was Lineage Two or something, it's an MMO that they converted to mobile and then yeah. it had some stupid autoplay feature where it just played itself and a ton of games have that now. So it's like it, it baits you in thinking it's gonna be something good and then it's just garbage. And I I don't know the last time I had a mobile game that wasn't. So. Yeah, they're all bad now. I've tried lots of it. They're just bad. And I know someone's going to write in and say, what, well, you tried this game? I think but... the audience is like filtered down, and that's part of it, too. Yeah. Like We have all self-selected out of mobile gaming, whereas we used to play a lot more. I still try. Everyone I, I know that we I, used to play like, Clash of Clans. I downloaded a new one today. But I they just don't play games the way that we used to play games mm-hmm. on their phones. When, and so uh, I think they're just targeting the people that are left. When yeah. Pokemon Unite comes out on mobile, I'll play that. Yeah, that'd be sick. I had one more. Can yeah. I do it real quick? Yeah. Because this is a. I was trying to think. I've been playing. I jumped back in. I've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky. 
I don't know why it sucks me back in, but No Man's Sky is like that big, uh, like sixty four ounce drink that's like you know the ones you get at the movie theater. Oh yeah, or the ones you get at Crave, and you're just sitting there with this gigantic I wish cup. We could get sixty four ounce cups. I know. You're sitting there with a giant c- so cup, sad. and you're sipping on it. And here's the thing: No Man's Sky is. Gr- I start playing it. I'm like, yes, this is so good. And then I'm 50 hours in, and I'm just like, what am what am I trying to do? I'm just like getting tons of money, but I don't even have anything I want to spend it on. Yeah, I'm just playing it just to play it, and I'm enjoying it kind of. That's how it is at the big 64 ounce movie theater drink. The first, I don't know, third, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is good. Like so it's quenching my thirst. And then the rest of it, I'm just drinking because I have Trent it. Trent cannot relate like, to this. What's the point? Well, I'm just of. sipping on it. Like I'm like, not thirsty. Crap, if, I, if I finish this, I'm gonna miss half the movie. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I but I'm sipping on it because I'm I'm not thirsty. I'm just sipping on it because it's there. And that's how. A lot of these games, these uh, survival games are so fun, so fun, so fun. And then you kind of get to this point where you're like, what am, I, am I still trying to do this? here now? I don't even know what I'm trying to do. I'm going to sip on it. I'm going to keep drinking it. I don't know why, though. Valheim was more like 44 ounces. And we got to the end and we were like, eh, we were still sipping those last like four or five ounces. Yeah. I'm and like, you like, you open it up and you're like tipping okay. some of the ice and you're like, hey, where's the rest of that soda? I just want more. a little bit more. Trent, why can't you get 64 ounce cups? They just don't make 64-ounce cups that, like, 64-ounce foam cups that fit in drink holders. Yeah, they're freaking gigantic. So, that's lame. They should invent those. They should invent Try those. Try to make your own. If I, it's like a funnel. Or just, <laughs> like, like a, a policy at Crave. If I pull up with, like, one of those big gulps that has a big handle, and, like, you have to put it on the seat of your car, <laughs> oh my then you buckle it in, you should fill those for me. You should fill those that's for you. That's how much I want. <laughs> dice, dice, dice of destiny. All right, Dice of Destiny is this fun little game we play at the end of every episode. We roll a six-sided dice to see who will be responsible for the Dice of Destiny, which is a 20-sided dice with 20 different game genres assigned to it. That person then rolls a six-sided dice to see how much money they can spend on the game. Then they find a game in that genre for that price, pick it, play it, review it. Peterson, a couple weeks back, two weeks, whatever, rolled... What did you roll? RTS? I rolled a turn-based strategy... Mm. Uh, for I think sixty dollars or fifty dollars or Any something. Any amount of money. Um, and so I I chose last week a game called that came out in July called Warhammer Forty Thousand Battle Sector. I had to. I keep having to write this down because if if I hadn't looked at it right now, I couldn't tell you what the game is called. I Warhammer games for some reason. Every name is the same to me. I always wonder why they landed on 40,000. Like, why? Not 10, not 20. Oh, there's a lore thing for it. I guarantee it, but I don't know either. It's just 40 was the number they wanted. And it, and I always thought it was like 40K. I think that's just what people say, because this definitely says the number 40,000. 40, right. So I've, I've been playing a little bit of this game, but I am going to take a pushback one more week mulligan, because we recorded on Monday this week when I... And I, I was late picking it. Usually when I get a dice roll, I pick it within a couple of days, start playing it. Mm-hmm. By the time announcement has come, I've already put in a lot of hours. This time I was late picking, and so I've only played it a few times. Uh, just the quick version is that I think it's very good. I actually think it's a fantastic game, mm-hmm. but I don't want to review it yet because I know for a fact there's still stuff that I haven't unlocked. For example, one of the... Key things in Warhammer 40,000 is 
the specific weapons you're because you have your guys and they've got a unit cost and then you can upgrade you put different weapons in their hands like actually on the models you can put a different weapon in their hand and put that on there and that has a cost as well right if you have better weapons it costs more because then each level you're like okay you get 700 points total so whatever group of guys you want to use for the 700 do that i have not unlocked changing out their weapon loadouts i can see that it's possible but i haven't unlocked that yet and i'm several hours in so i don't want to review it until i get because that is like a key component of warhammer and so i but i will say so far this game is very much like playing the tabletop game Ooh, that's sick and it's so it's similar to like a XCOM ish type of thing with 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 groups of units, and it's like the tabletop game. So, it, guys, it's really good, but I'll give you the full review next week of Warhammer 40,000... Look, man, the... Battle Sector. Battlefront. Battle Sector. The thing is, like, with DICE, I, I totally am down for the uh, for the mulligan. Because Every now sometimes and then take a you need that extra time yeah. in it, um, and you're like, there's just something more. So There is something else. So, yeah, I'll, I'll do it next week. I'm really into this game right now, though. Love that. Uh, cool, guys. Well, that does it for us this week. Uh, to play us out, sunny, we have a Sunny D commercial. And it's my favorite one. See if you can figure out what the tagline is. I'm JD, shining on. This is Peterson. Sunny Taste. Sunny Taste. Sunny Spirit. Sunny D. And this is Trent, signing off. This is Trent bringing up the best in kids. You know, the best in kids. <laughs> Open a bottle of sunshine. Peterson Productions. Oh, yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. You know what I love about the Spotify blend feature, Zach? What's up? That you and I like share our music through. Mm. We listen to some like sad music, man. <laughs> I know. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's all like said the sky, dabbing and some millennium. Mm-hmm. But then I was cutting grass, I'm like, all right, let's let's listen to a playlist that Zach and I would listen to. And I start playing, <laughs> I'm like, why do I feel so sad? And then I get lo fi hip hop beats. Like, as other songs, I'm like, I do not want to listen to this right now. Yeah. And then a random Sullivan King song comes on, and then it's back to Dabin. And I'm like, what the fuck is this playlist? Yeah. It's a great playlist. Oh, it's awesome, dude. Yeah, I It's like awesome. It. I love our playlist. I shared, I, um, I did one with Matt. That's probably all, all over the place. It's all over the place, dude. It is absurd. I can, I'll, I'll pull it's like it two songs you both have sh- shared together. If that. I'll pull it up. I'll just scroll through. We don't have to talk about them, but I just want you to laugh at it, but. What do you think? I love the feature. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I set one up with Elise last night, and we were going through listening to it. It's it's I'll really it's really phone. awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. It's it's an it's awesome a cool feature. feature. Yeah. It it is really really cool. Um. It's just something different, you know. Dude, shout out to Spotify. Spotify is always That's doing awesome awesome Spotify, stuff. Man. The only the only complaint 
Uh, the only thing Apple Music, in my opinion, spot that they have up on Spotify is the UI. I just love the UI of Apple Music so much more. I specifically, love both. I don't have like a love hate or anything. Specifically, well, for me with the discography. Okay. Because with Spotify or on Apple Music, it's chronological based mm-hmm. on when everything came out. But on Spotify, it's not. It's just like it a, a mix it, it of like. It separates it from albums first to singles then compilations yeah and i i wish it was just because i i know when music came out so Mm -hmm. if i'm looking for a specific song or i know it's in a specific album it's so easy because i know like okay if i want to listen to like robo kitty by excision that's one of his first albums you're scrolling far so i gotta so i just scroll to the bottom and start there but Mm -hmm. like with the with spotify it's sometimes it's like in the middle for some reason or that, like wherever. That's usually because like remixes. I because like it says yeah. album goes first. So you have to go to his first album. Yeah. So, um, the, like I think it's under destroyed. But the mine with Matt is like Sky by Playboy Cardi, and then immediately <laughs> Domination by K K Zone Selvin, <laughs> and then Young Thug, then Excision, then Clario, which we both listen to, then Billie Eilish, and then Dua Lipa, Elenium. Like yeah. it's, it's so all over the place, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it does a good job. I I think Spotify just does the best. But the main reason I'll never leave them is the Hulu bundle. That's a great bundle, man. It's a fantastic it's bundle. It's a great bundle. So I'm, Greg, I'm like, I have like eight episodes left of Samurai Champloo. Yeah. Greg has a... Uh, I swear to God, dude. It's like daily now. I keep getting notification, like email notifications saying like, Samsung TV just signed into Hulu in Murraysville. Oh, was it you? Mm. No. Murraysville. Interesting. It's Greg. Greg has my oh, Hulu. Oh, the Samsung. Now. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I... Or LG or whatever. But like, it, it's like PS4 just signed into Hulu. Well... iPhone just signed into Hulu. It's my, all It's all Greg. My Vizio TV, it finally got the Hulu app. So yeah. I signed it to that. And then upstairs, we have the LG TV. Mm-hmm. I went up and checked and it's on there. Yeah. So I downloaded that and signed in. And I'm like, it's a, we've sent an email confirmation to confirm. Like, Zach is going to hate this. <laughs> are, you, are you on my Hulu? Oh, no, your Hulu. Sorry, your HBO Max. Oh, I don't get... I don't think I get emails for HBO Max. It said it sent an email confirmation. Oh, did it? Yeah. Then maybe I just missed it then. Yeah, but I got okay. I just threw it on the Vizio and I threw it on the yeah. LG TV. And I'm so happy. Awesome. Just, yeah. Cool. Do you do you pay for Hulu or is it? Do you have the Spotify bundle? Spotify bundle. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the PS Pony Podcast, where once a week, every, every week, week, me and my best friend Ron get together to talk to you about all the latest Sony and other video game news going on. Ron, how are you doing, man? What's what's what, how was your day? uh day's going really well it's beautiful it's it i love the fall it's not officially fall but i love it's, it's, it's the coming fall down weather. it's Sep- beautiful september first right hit 20 degrees dropped yeah it's it's yeah. insane shout out to sweater weather bro yeah sweater weather <laughs> no flannel weather oh flannel I'm, i've never gotten into the flannels i'm a big flannel guy matt was into it and i was like screw it i'll do it i'm like this is so comfy it's yeah. like wearing a jacket without a hoodie you know or yeah no i got you um and it's just comfy always fashionable but always. um been really good today. I did a lot of yard work. I uh, cut down some old bushes that are older than I am because they have like berries that dogs can't really eat, and Luna right. started to eat them. Mm. Um, so we had to cut that down. Um, helped my neighbors, did some other yard work and all that fun stuff. Um, got some Starbucks coffee. I went Ooh, to go get, get a the pumpkin pu- cream cold brew. I went to go get the pumpkin cream cold brew, and guess what? Out of cold brew. Yeah, they were temporarily out. I went to the Target uh, yeah. one because I didn't want to deal with the oh, really? one. The Target one's great. Target one's fantastic. Yeah. As Kay- somebody who worked yeah. at the Target yeah. Starbucks before, they're really solid. Yeah, solid. Uh, Caitlin recommended the Target one. It won't be as busy. She great. was correct. Yeah, Target um, now has a uh, order uh, online and like you can pick up. I it didn't let me. I wasn't able to. 
Uh, did you try? Through the Starbucks app. I wasn't able to do a pickup. Um, At least it said not available. Uh, maybe it's at that target then. Maybe. I think they open at 10. And I think we were trying to do it right before 10. So they might not have been open yet. That might have been why. Starbucks? No, the Starbucks opens opens when the store opens. Doesn't the store open at like 10 o'clock? On what? a Labor Day? Oh, that's fair. Okay. Maybe something. That would make sense. Um, But that... Oh, yeah. Happy Labor Day. Yeah. Happy uh, Labor Day, everyone. But I got the... Some I forget what it's called. Apple. Oh, apple cider. The apple caramel. Apple, apple caramel thing. That's fra- good, I got dude. The, uh, the, That's good. The frappuccino. Okay, I hate I frappuccinos. No, it wasn't the frappuccino. It was something else. I'll, I'll call in a sec because Greg was making fun of me, and I said actually it's not a latte. It was a macchiato. I got the macchiato. Oh, okay, nice. macchiato fire. Nice. It was real good. Um, yeah. But I got that a great start to my day. So, but awesome. I beat Ghost Tsushima yesterday. The DLC. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's really, really good. Um, when you told me I had one mission left, that was that was just a lie. Uh, you I had, had four more. Did you? <laughs> yeah. After really? I destroyed the ship, I had like four more missions. After you destroy the ship? Yeah, because I had to go like plan out the battle, and then there was a battle, and then there was the final one, and then I think like something else. I thought I said you had two. Even, even, uh, whatever. even so. Yeah, whatever. Still um, a freaking lie. <laughs> um, but I, I love it. I beat it. I'm going to go do like the tales and stuff. Um, cause yeah. I wanted to beat it to talk about it on the podcast, but, right. um, tales are awesome. Dude. I love the tales. They're always fun. Those. The mythic. Uh, did tales. you get the, you, you got the armor for the horse, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go get like the other colors and versions of it and stuff. Oh yeah. With the, uh, uh, the collecting the banners. Yeah. yeah. So I want to go do all that. Um, cause I love exploring in that game. That's yeah. the only game I think I will, explore post game yeah. besides witcher i remember i was really like like upset when i first started the game because uh so spoilers by yeah the way, spoilers potentially. a thousand percent spoilers yeah um but uh so kage my first horse mm-hmm. r.i.p right uh, he had this blue saddle that i always put on him mm-hmm. so when i got the new horse i was like no you're not wearing kage saddle mm-hmm. so i switched it over to like a red saddle and when i started the game he had kage saddle on. i was like what do you think you're doing no oh. what do you think you're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i had kage in the second oh i had kaze in the yeah. second one i forget I, I i believe it was kage in the second yeah. but after i think i chose the third one because you me and greg all chose different names i think or it was aaron i think you and greg chose you chose sorrow greg and i beginning. both chose the same and then yeah. aaron chose different from me and you i think so yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, greg and i are just the same freaking person <laughs> um but yeah no i love it um like i said witcher and that game or in ghost Tsushima, i think are the only games i'll ever explore post beating it it's no it's other so weird me. it's so crazy how like gripping it is like, i had to fight off my adhd yeah dude after i beat it i was like all right well i want to do other stuff i want to look at this map and like it's like with open world games especially like usually like for me like not even like going for a platinum i'm always like all right well beat it done yeah you know i'll so. never explore an assassin's creed world oh, dude it's it's tough even back then in the tough. back in the day you and tyler were telling me like you gotta do like these missions you gotta get this and i'm like dude this sucks this is like not well you hopped in in the worst time to hop in <laughs> i know well i w- well, i play assassin's creed 2 first and i didn't like it i got halfway through and i was like i'm out yeah but when you played it, it was like already a dated game, no you're right you know, well that was so. on the 360 i played it did you yeah it was way back then oh wow okay yeah because i mean there was no backwards compatibility right, right, right. 360 to 4 anyway yeah so well, they remastered it. I thought you played it on the remaster for the four, Mm-mm. but 
Okay. Black Flag is the only one I've been interested in. Black Flag is awesome. It's my favorite out of all of them. It's yeah. so good. But I think I'm at just at the point where it's not going to happen. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on the DLC? I love it, man. Um, great, great storytelling. Um, it was a little... The main story was a little shorter than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I, I just want more Ghost of Shima at the end of the day. And that's what this is. I, like, aside from the horse charge... They really didn't, and then like the other armor you can get, like they really didn't add anything super new aside from like the side missions of like playing the flute. And, and one that. of the enemies, the 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 chanters, I forget. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Those little um, bastards. It's a nice DLC. It's a great DLC. Um, I mean, it's twenty bucks. Exactly. It's it's nothing crazy. It's yeah. not like a you know standalone type thing or like a whole new game. It, I think if you do everything, it's very worth the money. Yeah. What I think I like about it the most is that, uh, it really illustrates the relationship Jin had with his father because it was a really cool ending through the story, like through the main story of ghost, you, you know, Jim's fa- Jin's father. And like, you get background on that and like, you understand that he kind of let him, he feels he let him die and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, in the end, you don't really have any more of, that you just kind of know him and like have to be told the story through other people. Mm-hmm. And this one really makes him confront his father and his feelings about what happened. And it really, I really love how he, it starts with him. Like he's dealing with this guilt and this, you know, feeling of responsibility and failure to his father that he wasn't able to save him. And in the end, it ties it up so nicely with, I was a kid. Like, I couldn't do anything. But not even that, but more so, like, seeing what his father did to mm-hmm. Iki Island and, like, how ruthless of a, like, thing it was. Um, accepting that, not feeling guilty that it happened to his father and that he wasn't able to stop it, but, like, having this resolution of my fa- this happened because my father was the man he was. Yeah. And me being a child wouldn't have been able to prevent his death in that situation like because uh, yeah. he would have died he would have got killed the, like a tenzo or whatever would have killed him yeah i'm sure well, i liked the character change between the guy who killed his dad mm-hmm. that you always like kind of had your mind in the main story of yeah. ghost compared to the end yeah because he's like oh, I, I would never have been able to kill him he just like broke his leg or something like yeah he just he was he broke down yeah he's they like, have Do that not kill me yeah they have that really awesome thing of of Jin's like how how does just a bandit like you kill my father who yeah. kills this samurai mm-hmm. and he he says he's like I just I was just the guy who was there yeah you got that's lucky. it you know he broke his leg he was already running like he, they got ambushed he was just the, he was just the dude that was that did it yeah you know may um, your death benefit the lives of lives to come or something uh yeah may your death benefit all beings the, or something yeah like that. the life yeah. of all beings I was like oh yeah. shit he said it and I was like oh <laughs> my headset kept turning on and off during that scene. I was losing Ooh, my mind. That's yeah. why I was getting so mad. Yeah. But yeah. I, I ripped it off after that. I'm like, screw this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So that's great. I love it. Highly recommend it. If you haven't played it, highly recommend everything with Ghost. It's just mm-hmm. phenomenal. What uh, but... on a scale of one to ten? Ten. Really? Yeah. Give it an eight five. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wish it was a little longer. I, I do too. I but... feel like it was well paced, but still. I think it was well paced. I as think well. it just uh, what I did appreciate was I think it told the story it wanted to tell, and that was it. Yeah, it didn't have filler missions. Right. It was just no, exactly. It was like here, here, boom. Yeah, yeah. So, um, other than that, that, though, I've uh, I've just been playing Hades, busting yeah. out Hades. I've been getting my butt kicked. Do you like think crazy. your victory was a fluke? 
No, because I did it twice. Okay. So I, I did win it twice. And it now I think it's coming down to so much of learning the boons and learning what boons stack with each other and what mesh meshes well. Mm-hmm. And that's like the hardest part for me right now is because it, since it's all random, you know, like, and it's so funny because like the two times I beat the game, I started the, I, like I was an Asphodel and I was like, nope, this is, this is a cursed run. Like I'm not, nothing's working with me right now. I'm not synergizing with anything. I'm not doing the damage I need to do. Then all of a sudden, like I'm in, I'm, at the end of the game and i kill the final boss i'm like well didn't think i'd be here yeah (laughs) like but like it's always the ones where i'm like oh dude i got i got the great special like an awesome thing uh, awesome hammers from uh daedalus i'm like i'm feeling great i just get rolled Mm -hmm. you know so it's just a work in progress and just figuring it out but yeah dude hades is still awesome hades is still fun yeah i'm gonna have to go Um, back and beat it yeah yeah but if you guys are looking to play some other games we got some three free games coming to you for PlayStation Plus. Today. Today. <laughs> um, so these games are for the PS5, Overcooked, All You Can Eat. R.I.P. Zach. Yeah, yeah. So I actually bought this like a, a week or two before this. So, you know, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, it was only 10 bucks though, so whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's coming to PS5. For PS4, we have Hitman 2. And then predator hunting grounds which i'm actually kind of excited to hop into with with everyone it I reminds, think that might be a lot of fun. yeah like you me greg and aaron yeah the four of us because yeah. i mean, Colin doesn't really get on that much and matt doesn't either yeah i don't even i think it might only be four i think it is yeah i mean maybe like a, five if it's like four like oh yeah military I think one of us might be able to be the alien the, yeah yeah you the predator yeah then yeah 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 absolutely alien predator, whatever oh yeah predator yeah so I'm, I'm really excited about this um it'll be our evolve part two yeah, yeah. So if you guys are interested in Hitman 2, though, there is a uh, little bit of a workaround. You can actually get mm-hmm. it for the PS5. Yes. So shout out to user uh, TechBlow, Tech B O H, TechBo, I don't know. On the PS5 subreddit, he did comment and say, uh, quote, FYI, Hitman 3 free starter pack allows you to play remastered versions of Hitman 2 maps in parentheses, including dual sense features, end parentheses, for free. So make sure to download that and play Hitman 2 maps through that. So you can have like a PS5 version through that. Yeah. I haven't fully done that, so not sure. But someone else also commented underneath and said Hitman 2 is also fully playable in PSVR. That's actually really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Shout out to Reddit, man. That's why I, have, <laughs> I half, love Reddit. Half the articles I throw in from here is either from Twitter or Reddit. Dude, I, every like every week I go through the PlayStation Reddits and I find articles I read the people's. So I you either get super fanboy stuff, yeah, or fuck Xbox or just nice people like this. Dude, I never, I I, I never used Reddit. It was like it was something that I was just like, all right, whatever, like it, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think I got our, you into it. No, it was actually Tyler. Tyler did use it. I didn't think you really started using it until I was posting and using yeah. So it I so he had me downloaded and he like had me sign like Tyler join like a it. few of the uh, like meme like, Avatar memes Last Airbender like stuff yeah. too. I'm sure. But then I just like it was mainly from like an, acquis- an inquisitive place. Like I started using it more once I like was like oh I have a question about something. Reddit has an answer. Reddit always has a freaking yeah. answer. So I started doing that and then like the Sly Cooper Reddit. I joined that. So like now I actually go on Reddit. As if it's like Twitter, just to see what people are posting, and see what's going uh, yeah. on. Yeah, I go on Reddit so, more than Twitter now. Reddit's kind of been my main social. Yeah, well, I Twitter I use the most. Well, so I deleted TikTok after it tried to make me sign up for a thing, and then 
not too far after that, I actually deleted iFunny. That's why you guys haven't been getting things. So I, I Hallelujah. Haven't. So here we go. Let's go. Zach well, is growing up. Because it was for me, it was just always like the thing of, um, I had nothing to do or like I was in between things. I'd open iFunny and I'd kill like anywhere from like ten to thirty minutes, mm-hmm. just scrolling through stuff. So I deleted all that, and um, now the only social media apps or like apps like that i have on my phone now is reddit and then i have um like shortcuts for like different like ign and all that but so yeah now i'll just like you know toilet time reddit i'm on reddit i'm looking at reddit and i it's crazy just like the things that pop up that i'll see that i'm like oh i didn't even know this was happening Mm -hmm. so love reddit yeah i've Um, i've turned to a neck beard on reddit i love it (laughs) the only thing i won't do it's so risky to use it at work so Mm -hmm. i just never do it yeah there's been times where i'm like let's see if there's any more news on PlayStation. I go to type in reddit.com and I'm, I'm about to hit enter. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm. <laughs> Don't do that. Someone's going to have an unfiltered, not safe for work photo in <laughs> probably avatar subreddit of all things. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> don't do that. So yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, but, uh, these games are really cool. Yeah. So we, we, did we get an overcooked game? Did you buy an overcooked I bought game like, before? I bought like one or two. Okay. I, I think you bought the first one. Because it was one. like on sale for like Five nothing. Bucks, yeah. yeah. Um, so overcooked all you can eat is two overcooked games. Yeah. It's all it's into everything. one. So yeah. you get like four games this month. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I Great have, couch co-op game. Yeah. And I'm hoping Hitman 2 gets me into the Hitman franchise because mm-hmm. I've been wanting the newest Hitman, but I'm not sure if I'd actually play it. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So now it's a nice little segue yeah. into it. I played the old Hitman games and I love them for what they were, but it was just like too sandboxy for me. I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Predator will be a lot of fun to play with friends too. So I'm sure you could try that out. Yeah. It's absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't Hitman, but yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, but yeah. those are the games for September. Yeah. Can't believe it's September already, and I'm pissed about it. Exactly. But speaking of new games coming, we can actually now pre-order Horizon Forbidden West. I I just want to say before we start talking about Horizon, two days ago Zach and I were playing Sly Cooper. <laughs> uh, we started. Oh yeah, we didn't even mention that. We started replaying Sly. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm 42nd in the world on speedrunners. Let's go. <laughs> Not official though. But I was talking to Zach about the whole pre-order controversy, and I was pissed. You didn't know too much about it, so mm-hmm. we were talking about it. And then an hour later, they change it. Yep. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So tell them about the change. Yeah. So uh, originally, uh, when you pre-ordered the game, uh, there were a few different versions you could do it. Um, basically, though, there was no upgrade path if you had a PS4 version to a PS5. So your options were to buy the PS4 version. For $60. For $60. Buy the PS5 version for $70. Or for $80, you could get both editions. Yeah. And it did come with, like, bonus content and stuff like that. that yeah. they can somehow justify $10 worth. Right. So... Which is usually, like, free pre-order bonuses, that type of stuff anyway. Yeah. Because you don't usually. get any pre-order bonuses for just pre-ordering Horizon Zero Dawn. Standard. Yeah. Oh, really? The seventy dollar. You don't. There's no bonus. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. that was what was annoying. Yeah. That's super annoying. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah. So so there's really no upgrade pass. So if you have a PS4 and you buy the PS4 version for sixty, if later on you, you get a PS5, 
you're going to have to spend 70 if you want to get the PS5 version. Unless you are proactive and spend $80 in the hopes that someday when you get the PS5, you'll want to play it. But why should um, someone on the PS4 have to spend more than someone on a PS5, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's the annoying thing. Yeah, and if you're on a PS5, you don't want the PS4 version. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, what Sony did after the huge backlash, which, thank God, they got the backlash. They They needed a reality check. I think that was similar to, like, when... Xbox was going to start charging live for like $100 a year. Mm-hmm. Everyone went down their throat and they changed it. Same with this. I think in this in Sony's situation, they just wanted to see what yeah. would happen. Yeah. And then, but pe- reasons people were pissed was two reasons mainly. Um, one was because there wasn't a clear upgrade path for $10, like Ghost Tsushima and whatever. The other one was back months ago, I think before the PS5 came out. There was an article on the PlayStation blog talking about how launch games, and they listed Sackboy and Horizon for two examples, would be free upgrades. Mm-hmm. No $10 path. And now that Did Sackboy was... come out on PS4? Yeah. Oh, okay, It was cool. PS4 and 5, and then Horizon was listed as one of those games. Mm-hmm. It didn't fully say it was, but it was said, if that makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. It, was, it could be contrived as that. Right. So people were pissed. They're like, why are you lying? Right. So they said... Now, officially, Horizon, you spend $60 if you're on PS4, it is a free upgrade to PS5. So, if you're on PS5, you can buy the $60 PS4 version and be good and not have to spend 70 Just saying. Yeah. Um, and they have fully confirmed that every cross-gen PlayStation exclusive will have a $10 upgrade path. Yes. For now, yes. including God of War and I think Gran Turismo were the ones they said. Yeah. So... This is the uh, statement from uh, Jim Ryan, who, as we all know, is the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, He says, Thursday was a celebration of Horizon Forbidden West and the amazing team at Guerrilla working to deliver it on February 18th, 2022. However, it's abundantly clear that the offerings we confirmed in our pre-order kickoff missed the mark. Last year, we made a comment to deliver free upgrades for our cross-gen launch titles, which included Horizon Forbidden West. While the pandemic's profound impact pushed Forbidden West out out of the launch window, we initially envisioned we will stand by yeah, the launch window we initially envisioned we will stand by our offer. Players who purchase Horizon Forbidden West on PS4 will be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for free. I also want to confirm today that moving forward, PlayStation first-party exclusive cross-gen titles, parenthesis, newly released on PS4 and PS5, and parenthesis, both digital and physical, will offer a $10 USD digital upgrade option for the PS4 to PS5. This will apply to the next God of War and Gran Turismo 7, and any other exclusive cross-gen PS4 and PS5 title published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. So, great, great, great uh, revert on them. Good job for them. Thank um, God. I, I made a yeah. post about it on Twitter, too. Just a yeah. quote tweet. I was just like... It's a good thing it happened, but it shouldn't have happened. But yeah. Here we are. Yeah. But I they fixed it really quickly, I which mean, is they list they heard and they listened and there wasn't like a a uh you know weird like, oh, are they gonna do it or are they not? It like they announced it on Thursday, tied it all up by what, Saturday. Sunday. Or Saturday, Saturday. yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So it needed to be fixed before their event. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think it's just a classic company trying to push an idea that they want to make more money. Mm-hmm. Or get some out of it, but yeah. Who knows. But 
I mean, speaking of why this could have been an issue and why they were trying to get a little bit more money out of these, you know, big titles and stuff. X PlayStation Chief, uh, mu- oh, sorry, ex- former PlayStation Chief uh, muses on the future of gaming. This article comes Before from. Before we get to that, I just want to run through the yeah. options for Horizon. Oh yes, yes, yes. So, yes. so as we said, we those are the standard options for Horizon: the PS5 version, the PS4 version, and then the you know the digital the deluxe, digital deluxe which so, pretty much i assume just isn't an option anymore i don't think it is yeah um but they do have the horizon or horizon forbidden west special edition for the ps4 um this edition comes with the full game obviously a steelbook case a mini art book and a digital soundtrack and that is coming in at 70 dollars um you for our collectors out there you can also you. get horizon forbidden <laughs> west the collector's edition um this edition comes with a steelbook display case um so it actually comes with a case for the steelbook which is pretty cool a mini art book the tremor tusk and aloy statues digital content is the ps4 and ps5 versions of the game the digital soundtrack and horizon zero dawn volume one the sunhawk digital comic book um in-game items include a photo mode unlock, so just different face paint and things like that. Um, and then in-game unlocks via the story are the Karja Behemoth Elite Outfit, Karja Behemoth Shortbow, Nora Thunder, Nora Thunder Elite Outfit, Nora Thunder Sling, Apex Claw Strider Machine Strike Piece, and a resources pack. That the statue is, looks sexy. The statue does look sexy, but Ron, if that statue doesn't look sexy enough for you, we have Horizon Forbidden West Regalia Edition. Um, this comes with the Steelbook display case, mini art book, a Regalia Tremor Tusk and Aloy statue. The difference between these two ta- two statues is the Collector's Edition is just the Tremor Tusk, like the big mammoth. The Regalia Edition comes with the mammoth in the same position, but it has armor and a big basket of like people mm-hmm. on top of him. So it's more of like a battle-ready yeah. um, Tremor Tusk. Um, you also get a replica focus, a standard or a focus stand. Uh, two art cards, a Claw Strider machine strike piece, a Sunwing machine strike piece, and a canvas map, which is always awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, digital content, PS4, PS5 version of the game, digital soundtrack, and the uh, comic book I previously mentioned. You also get the photo mode unlocks and all of the uh, in-game unlockable content that I said previously. Mm-hmm. Um, love this. I pre-order the Regalia edition. Um, don't know if I'm going to keep it. We'll see. Uh, just wanted to get that pre-order out there so that way I you know, it just I have it if I need it. Yeah, exactly. always cancel it. Um, so yeah, awesome, awesome uh, versions of the bundle. Um, oh, and the uh, special edition. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention. Or um, the collector's edition is coming in at one ninety nine ninety nine, and the regalia edition is coming in at two fifty nine ninety nine. So about a sixty dollar price difference. Um, so yeah, whatever you think is worth it is up to you guys. You know what I also just... also this statue is massive. Dude, I know. I saw a picture of it, um, like posted on Reddit. It is huge, huge. dude. It is the. Uh, do they have the measurements for the statue on here? I don't think so. I I didn't see it. If they, I didn't see it either. Right. But it is it is it is a big chunker, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, you know what? I also just thought of the reason they had to like fix that issue asap hmm. is they want to avoid anything similar to the Last of Us 2's launch with review bombing. Yeah, it'll it's gonna get review bombed anyway. Obviously, I, like first part, I guarantee you, Halo is getting review bombed up the ass, 
and I'm sure Horizon will too, because yeah. it's just you know people are stupid, right? But you know, Far Cry Six will look great in comparison, I'm sure. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so they, I'm sure they wanted to avoid like review bombs like crazy and then misinformation and stuff because that's easy to do. Yeah. So yeah, but as you were uh, alluding to, Ron, um, a Bloomberg article uh, written by Jason Schreier, the goat. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an interview with the former PlayStation chief, uh, and he, uh, Sean Layden, mm-hmm. and he talks about the future of gaming and a little bit about why he left. Um, Spark Notes version. Um, it's a long article. It is a very long article. It's a good read, though. It is. It is. Um, Spark Notes version. He mainly left. He he was working on in the con. He had what all the console releases. He he's been working in the he's industry for. For a very long yeah, time. Yeah. I think the, like 37 years. I yeah. The main reason he left when he did was because it was an easy transition. PS4 generation ended, PS5 starting up. It's easy to leave on that generation and give the reins to now Jim Ryan, who's taking the mm-hmm. command on the PS5 and the future iterations of the console. Um, and he just talks about his experience working in the video game industry uh, and how, you know, uh, he... he you know, he he's worked on some of the highest rated games of the decade, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War. Um, so he says here that that seemed like a good time to step off on top and allow another generation to take the PS5 to the market. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great article. Um, just kind of talks about his career and his experience in the video game uh, industry. He's currently now working at... Where does it say that? Do you have that somewhere? Nope. No. He's working at a new company that is still working in video games. It is called... Hmm. Ron, uh, look, look, if you don't mind skimming the article looking for that for me, but I'm going to go into talking about um, what he later said about the video game industry as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. He talked a lot about how the market for video games is very unsustainable at the moment um predominantly because as time has passed video games have gotten increasingly more expensive to create um he talked about how each uh game each sony exclusive game had a well major sony exclusive game i should say i doubt every sony exclusive game Mm -hmm. uh had a budget of a hundred million dollars to work with um and he talks also about how Based on the industry and the way people are buying games and consuming games, it is a safer bet for de- developers to make a second version of a game, a sequel versions of games, because it's a safer bet that that will sell and that will make money based off how the first game did. So it is in a place that it kind of stifles new IP because they need to make sure they're covering the massive costs of the games. Um and he's saying these costs are doubling, so in these coming years, video games are going to need 200 or mm-hmm. at least for PlayStation, $200 million to continue to produce these games. And then, Yeah, like I'm sure Returnal didn't cost nearly that much compared yeah. to like The Last of Us 2. Right. And I'm sure the next goes Tsushima and Horizon. I think the big four is Sucker Punch, Naughty Dog, Gorilla, and Santa Monica. And if I'm forgetting one, I, I feel bad. Yes. Ben Studios, Days Gone from Ben was very expensive. It was. It very took expensive. forever to. It was super expensive. Which I wish we got a second one, even though I made a profit, whatever. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like that doesn't surprise me. But I'm like Sony has done a good job at just saying, make what game you want. That's yep. why we have Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. So I don't think that will stop. No, I think it's just more of like here's more money to just just be committed to the project. Yeah, you know. But it does put a, an additional strain on studios and developers to make sure they're hitting their marks and right. selling the games, which is why in the past we've could is probably a big reason why specifically sony is looking more towards like big blockbuster games Mm -hmm. because if they're committing all of that money to games they need to be able to make that money back so they can continue to make amazing games um i mean that's why we're kind of starting to get multiplayer versions of these first party games yeah and shima does that microtransactions but maybe like in the future like you know it could be a spinoff yeah and that's the other thing that uh sean Layden also talked about is the um environment for making games is kind of pigeonholed in these he doesn't go into specifics but he just says four different types of genres right we have a battle royale that's a huge genre we know that's going to be successful if it if it hits you know um anything with a battle pass um games like destiny and things like like things big multiplayer games like that we have based off of other games and how people are consuming these games we have a good idea that those are probably what's going to be successful and what people are going to gear towards more so that does stifle the creativity of doing something new because rather than funding a new project a new ip that can go in a different direction or try something new it might not be cost effective for those developers to do that as opposed to just coming out with their version of a battle royale Mm -hmm. so it's it's a really amazing article they get into a lot of stuff um sean Layden we've i we've seen him in every press conference at least me and ron growing up yeah um, and sean Layden's now at streamline media group streamline media part group. Of the advisory board yes yes um great article highly recommend you guys read it if you want want more information about this um but yeah man i i it makes sense all this makes sense it's it sucks that this is it sucks that profit has to be prioritized over creativity, but without a profit, there is no creativity at the end of the day, too. So it's like this weird, like double mm-hmm. double edged sword. Um, I don't really see that impacting the first party titles. No, I don't. I agree with you. I agree with you, think, especially like with Naughty Dog, like like the developers we listed. Like if if they want to do something new, I don't think Sony's going to put up much of a fight against and that. Housemark is now a part of Sony. I don't right. see them being screwed over they wanted to make yeah. returnal they made returnal and yeah. now now they're a first party studio yeah exactly I think they're i think they're fine and um media molecule also is the company media molecule that's right so hopefully dreams does get i mean granted dreams didn't hopefully get it picks too up much. once uh vr2 comes out maybe yeah. i hope there's a push or something but we'll see um you know what i love the most about video games Playing them all day, every day. Playing them all day, every day, and not being limited to three hours a week on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. For those of you who are under the age of 18. Yes. I honestly reminisce on days I'd be like, Mom, I'm sick. I'm going <laughs> to school. And I was sick. I, but still, I was like, all right, well, I'm sick. I can yeah. still play Jack and Daxter all day. So yeah. play that. Like, games like that. And just being a kid, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately... Uh, China is restricting young people to playing video games three hours a week. This got, got like national news. At yeah. This point, nothing like you know. Yeah. This is from the Washington Post. Um, but basically, the new law in China is that you are from all for online games because yeah. you really can't 
guard, like watch over offline games unless yeah. they searched you. You know, I believe you. I've, depending on how they have their account set up, yeah, they you do have to tie in a name to your account. You so do. if it registers that an underage account is active longer, they can't. I don't know what the repercussions of this is. Yeah, but an easy workaround if their parents have an account. They can just let their kid play on their account, yeah. and it's not gonna. Or VPNs, maybe. Like I'm not. I China has yeah. a, is very Big Brother watching over. Yes, yes, so very much so. I can't say that. Plus, I can't say for sure. But yeah. um, if you are in China, the new restriction is Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays one hour each day, unless mm-hmm. also holiday, right. which would be an hour also. Um, it's just the more focus on like education. Yeah, that's basically the, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. So uh, it's gonna take about nine years to be Persona Five in China. <laughs> God. I, I think I I don't even know if Persona Five's even sold in China. No, because so so the majority of gaming in China is heavily gravitated towards PC and mobile gaming. Yeah. That being and said, MMOs. Yeah. So that being said, uh, console gaming was banned in China up until 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, Where I'm sure Microsoft and Sony had yeah. to follow the China government's yeah. online restrictions with that. So exactly whatever your Ronald McNerney ID is for online has to be the same on those accounts and stuff too because like yeah. you have one id and that's it's basically like a social security number but for online right and that's exactly. just how you are identified that's how they're able to track yeah and if they do if you are going over the hours and the minutes they either i think it's either shut off your internet or you could be arrested yeah yeah you can easily whenever i went to china to study abroad i remember our our um chaperones from from my school were like when you're over there do not say anything negative about china because they will shut your internet off immediately mm-hmm. you're like you're protected under the visa but you're only we can only that visa only protects you so much yeah so yeah so it's very strict over there that being said though china has over the past couple of years been taking bigger efforts to restrict children playing games specifically under the age of 16 um and to fight video game addiction and um predatory uh things that we've seen in video games like loot boxes mm-hmm. and all, all kinds of stuff like that um very heavy heavy handed the way they're going about it for sure um but and they do give some leeway somewhere in this article it does talk about how um at the end of the day like it's kind of hard to enforce this because there are so many workarounds so they're kind of leaning to like parents to like mm-hmm enforce this in the home um and they did talk about how if you know the parents want to re rework the actual scheme of when the kid plays and how they play as long as it's in that three hours they have that leeway to do so mm-hmm. um so i mean at least they have that <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah yeah speaking i um, a person who you know spent i think maybe five or six hours playing hades i think <laughs> on saturday it's uh yeah kind of crazy yeah like nintendo be at once though yeah nintendo or sony are the big companies like in that country obviously yeah. not really seeing xbox and nintendo and, and sony there. are making are starting to move in and try to get a mm-hmm. foothold in, in china that market but yeah. as um, is every big business at this point right and I, I it is 16 and younger not 18 oh okay yeah cool um from what i'm seeing on the article um but there was already like a band too that you couldn't spend more than 400 yuan on games. Yes, a yes, month, yeah. Like in the country. That was yeah, $60 which, a month, which is one game here plus yeah, tax. Yeah, exactly. So. 
Yeah, so a lot of crazy stuff going on in China. This is an article in the Washington Post. has a lot more detail and gets a lot more specific about what China has done in the past and how this is going to play out more. Um, as I, I can't imagine doing it. it it's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I'm sorry. This is I'm, – I'm all over the place. I apologize. The 16-year-old thing was – Earlier last week, South Korea announced it would end a law that kept people under 16 okay. playing games between midnight and 6 a.m. That is my fault. That, gotcha. was, that was wrong. Okay. So cool. I wanted to correct that. Okay. Yeah. So. If only we read these. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, bad news-ish, maybe, kind of, probably, uh, for anyone out there still hoping to get their hands on a new console. Um, chip shortages uh, will affect gaming for the up until uh 2023 according to toshiba 2022 next september uh i think there's a point yeah here yeah uh toshiba consumers won't be fully served all the chips they need until 2023 oh wow what a liar yeah so um say next september (laughs) i don't know ign (laughs) yeah so toshiba is still having a lot of difficulty getting these chips out um for playstations other various other devices that use them cars graphics cards for pcs and just other tech technology everything yeah so um so toshiba did however um however toshiba doesn't uh mention which customers so like which customers that they're selling to will be most affected Mm -hmm. so there's a chance that sony and microsoft won't find themselves suffering until 2023 um they do acknowledge that sony and microsoft are one of the biggest pushers Mm -hmm. for getting these chips um but uh yeah so a quote here from uh i believe this is uh kombucha um they it reads uh, we consider which customers face the most severe situations such as at such as the risk of the whole production line halting or the business getting obliterated without the supply of chips game console makers are among the consumers making the strongest demands and i'm sincerely sorry for this frustration as none of them have a 100% satisfaction um this is to say too earlier last month or the month prior sony did say they have enough to hit the margins hit the that they want by so next far, month, but that by next do- March. Right, but that doesn't include the future. Yeah, right. So, and I, it's even though they have enough to get to the twenty-two million, it's it's still going to be it's still going to be really difficult. They are probably going to be only getting to that just yeah. because they can only get so many. Exactly. So it, so sucks, but... it does. It's horrible. Uh, pandemic is a huge, huge factor of all of this. Um, on top of like data miner or data miners on uh, cryptocurrency miners and things like that. Uh, just yeah. Um, hang in there, guys. I guess. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's it's it's. Hey, if you were an influencer like us, you would be getting these consoles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sony yeah. would. Sony would email you t- telling you you could just buy a PS5 directly from them. So you know, yeah. <laughs> fight the bots. My one of my coworkers managed to get the uh, the Halo Infinite. That's console it's edition. such a cool looking. It console. is so cool, man. I love it. But he managed to get it. And I'm very happy he could. It's I awesome. think just because they were like, all right, here it is. Boom buy it bots weren't it can't you know yeah. you need to program it so yeah i'm so happy he was able to get it it's awesome yeah yeah shout out to carl <laughs> but uh ronnie ronnie we have funny? some news about <sighs> can i talk about this yeah yeah go <laughs> can ahead I talk about this for a go off uh cd project red <laughs> our favorite company to talk about on the podcast it's like a nice break for a while because zach and i were like all right zach and i like pulled each other aside after an episode we're like we can't just 
talking only about this company at this point. But I was very upset because I've been waiting to replay The Witcher 3 until the remaster is ready. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that since Cy- or, uh, CD Projekt Red wasn't the main company working on it, that it would actually come out. Boy, was I wrong, uh, <laughs> because they have been dead silent about the next-gen version of uh, Cyberpunk and Witcher 3. Sorry, I, like choked on my own air. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, this article comes from Eurogamer, written by Matt Wales. Uh, I'm just going to read a bit of the article. CD Projekt Red has told investors that it, quote, can't say with full certainty, end quote, that its highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3 next-gen upgrades will launch this year, despite the developer insisting that it's still aiming for a late 2021 release. Yeah. Wow, story of their life. Which uh, means it's coming out in 2022. Yes, or 3. Or 3. An enhanced edition of The Witcher 3 for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S, promising the likes of ray tracing and faster load times, was announced last September, while a proper next-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 was also touted in June 2020. Both were initially scheduled for launch this year, but the status of each has been somewhat unclear in light of Cyberpunk 2077's disastrous launch, and the resulting studio reshuffle and revised development roadmaps as CD Projekt worked to improve the base game. Yep. Officially, both updates are still scheduled for release in 2021, but SVP of Business Development, Michael, I'm not even going to pretend to know his last name, has now admitted to investors during Cyber or CD Projekt Red's H1 2021 yep. results call that while the studio is definitely still aiming to launch this year, it can, quote, can't say with full certainty that the production schedule will not change, end quote. I'm sad. Sucks. Um, it is worth noting that the Witcher 3 update is being handled externally by Saber Interactive. And there it's, quote, ongoing, and we cannot be absolutely dead certain that the release schedule will not change. Yeah. I'm very sad. Um, I really just want to replay this game. As I've told you a million times, I like to do a replay a year. I took a year off last year because of Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. I beat it last spring, so like, yeah. fuck it. I guess I'm gonna go back and play. Guess it we're this diving year. back in, yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. I'm just Get that second plat, dude. <laughs> At this point, I might as well just re. I might as well just plat the complete edition then, yeah, and just do that. Let's do it. Originally, I wasn't gonna, and then I'll get that. Then I'll just transfer the save over and pop the plat for the PS5 version. Yeah, I'm sure when it comes out, because I'm not great. doing the Gwent for the third time. <laughs> um, that's the best part. So I know you play um, the game to play the Gwent. That's actually true, um, but I guess I'm playing the complete edition this year. Yeah. So. I mean, it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. I've been so bored on games that I'm just going to... I'm considering throwing God Mode on Hades just to beat it and I, play Witcher after. After I after I finished my first run, I, I waited a little bit longer, but I, I did end up turning God Mode on just mm-hmm. because I'm at the point where I just want to... I just want to... Platinum it. Beat it, platinum it, and like f- experience the full story. Yeah. And this is such a long, long, long... It's a, it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a marathon, so... But I mean, in a couple weeks... Kina will be coming out too. Kina, and we got Deathloop. Yeah, it's very soon actually. Next week, I think maybe. I think Deathloop's October, or is this no Deathloop September? It's Hype. like September, like maybe thirteenth. Hype. Yeah, I guess we're done that. So yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, right, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll. I mean, I was gonna play Witcher this year anyway. I'm sure. I, I can't, I'm not expecting Kina to be a long game. Yeah. Um, hopefully at least the length of Rift Apart. But yeah, yeah I'll play that in Deathloop. The games are starting to come in, which I'm still like excited for, but not. Mm-hmm. So Witcher will probably be like a 
a lull period of time, you know. Right. So Greg will be happy. Greg will be very, very Greg happy. Will be very happy. Yes. You had a disgusted look on your face. What was that? Um, I like moved the. Uh... Do you think we weren't recording? No, 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 no. <laughs> I I moved my touchpad, my hand on my touchpad, yeah. and it like. Clo- oh, like made like everything resized. small yeah yeah i got really nervous for I a second you, but um yeah, yeah but um when cyberpunk comes out i've said it before when it comes out for the ps5 i'll replay it i'm Give in no rush Shotaruski. i'm yeah. in no rush like when it it's yeah. more of like hey next summer in 2022 when it probably just comes out yeah and there's nothing to play i'll play it yeah i mean i put 70 hours in it so you know i didn't even put that many in it i put so much because that's when i was sick it's yeah. when i was sick i had nothing else to do but play yeah. so little covid boy yeah um but now's a fun time in the show ronnie now's the fun now time is the fun so if you didn't know ladies and gentlemen this thursday sony has announced that they're having a summer showcase um which is going to be uh a huge uh thing like future obviously. of ps5 future of ps5 and how things are going to turn out um to god it is if we get i'm sorry but if we get one extended look at death loop again i am turning <laughs> it off i will not buy the game if i see yeah. like a five minute trailer of it yeah so uh this past summer we've sony ha- hasn't been quiet by any means but we haven't really gotten any new Definitely updates about the future of what's going on um so this uh, showcase is taking place on Thursday, September 9th. Yes. Uh, Thursday, September 9th at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, and that's 1 p.m. Pacific. And 9 p.m. in the U.K. Yes, yes, if you're out there drinking tea. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're, me and Ron are going to go through some of the predictions that we think are uh, – are going to pop up mm-hmm. so uh do you oh, want to start also worth noting that this is going to be around 40 minutes 40 minutes or more yeah. okay so, i think 40 minutes is the minimum not a full hour what are you going to do um they but, did note well, real quick they did note the one thing you can count on not being part of the show is psvr2 yes so um opens up God of War. i'm not too worried about the 40 minutes because i think recently we have seen much more concise less filler. displays from shoney shoney from shoney. sony they're yeah. they're it's it, it they've been very like to the point they don't have you know a 15 minute segment of a, of a developer talking about the mechanics of like a game so yeah so i think this is gonna be 40 minutes of quick fast pace like new thing new thing well the trailer trailer this that like you know quick little sidebar with the developer that lasts no longer than like three minutes mm-hmm. um so do you want to start out yeah, so we talked a little bit before. Um, I think we can just say it. So Zach and I are making a list, and I'll just, we should say this right now, too. On Thursday, Zach and I are going to record our reactions to everything. Yes. We're going we're gonna to be like actual like streamers. We might stream it. Who knows? <laughs> I doubt it. Maybe stream on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to record it. We'll post it right after the event. It'll be local. Yeah. Easy. So. Yeah. That is something to also look forward to. You'll see our faces for the first time. Maybe transition to video podcast. Um, <laughs> so, prediction list, 100% God of War will be shown. I think gameplay. A thousand percent. Yep. That's that's my number one prediction. That's going to happen. Um, and an official name drop. Is it not going to be called Ragnarok? I think I think it's still, like... I don't think that was actually, like, fully confirmed that it was called Ragnarok. Okay. I wasn't sure. Okay. But God um, of War ragnarok gameplay yeah um my logic behind it is if it was supposed to launch coming up soon they have to have something done with it 
enough to just show us what's mm-hmm. going on. So I think we're going to get more information about uh, the story. We're going to see some gameplay, and we're going to actually going to get like a solid like this is like this is the story, and this is where it's going to go in the direction. Yes. Um, so yeah, absolutely, God of War, thousand percent. Let's knock out the obvious ones. Also, okay. we'll just do that, then start our fun like unrealistic one. All right, let's do it. Forbidden West, something gameplay or another trailer yeah probably so most game, likely gameplay slash trailer i think they already had their showcase before but pre-orders yeah. are announced they want people to pre-order that's just how they get money right so um what's in your death loop i think we're gonna see one more thing from death loop i swear to god i don't think it's gonna be it might not be like a dedicated like trailer or anything but i think they're gonna at least mention it just because it's coming out and they yeah. want to get that on people's radar yeah i think it'll be a quick trailer yeah if anything i if it's Here's an extended look at Deathloop. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, it looks great, guys. Like, I don't know what you want me to say at this point. I'm sick of seeing it. It looked great a year ago. It looks good now. Yeah, Let's just get it. <laughs> it looked great when it was supposed to come out. Like, back yeah. in May? I think it was May. No, it, I, it was supposed to be a launch title, and then it got pushed back to May, and then it got pushed back again. That's funny. Yeah. It's a typical Sony exclusive fashion. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Kino. We're going to hear stuff about Kino. Oh, yes, yes. Kino. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. I wrote Kenny, whatever. Uh, Kina, <laughs> some some form of gameplay with it. We did see a bit before, so I'm excited yeah. uh, to see kind of what happens with that. New IP. Yes. I think, We're I don't know get, from who. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like, I, I think if we're going to get a new IP, it's not from the big four. No. But no. I think we're going to have some I can form see Ben stepping up. Maybe Ben maybe dropping like a, like, I don't, I they're not like. It, like the like a splash logo yeah thing nothing crazy i don't think anything yeah. like so i think ip maybe from ben i think um we can also maybe potentially hear about this um multiplayer, multiplayer this new ip this new multiplayer ip mm-hmm. that sony's been working on um i think we, we might actually get some footage on that and see what's what's going on with that yes um or a name drop a name drop yeah uh I have a quick question. Yeah. If Sony makes a multiplayer IP, first person or third? I think third. Wait, that's assuming it's a shooter. Assuming it's a shooter. Um, I think, here's the thing. It's third. It's third. It's yeah. third. I think Sony yeah. games are just always third person, yeah. and it's just going to kind of stay that way. Not that that's a problem. Yeah. But I think... They tried the first person with Killzone. I don't think they want to go back to that. To yeah. that. I think Halo just has that FPS down so much that you see... Yeah. It, here's the thing, like... And it's so hard to compete with first-person shooters right now. Here's the thing, too, is I've played Killzone Shadowfall. That's Mm -hmm. the only one I ever played. Yep. And there might be, you know, if anyone listens that plays a lot of Halo and you're listening to this, I'm sorry for the comparison. But I'm sure if you saw first-person Killzone with a futuristic-looking gun and first-person Halo, you assume Halo. Yeah. Always. You're always going to assume Halo. So I I think if it's a multiplayer shooter, it's going to be third-person unless it's completely yeah. different from what we've seen. Yeah. So, unless yeah. you have a tentacle gun. But even then, you could assume Halo. Absolutely. <laughs> like, in, in, like, a weird fashion. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, risky prediction? Are, all right. Are we, let's get... Is this... Do you think it's an actual predi- prediction, or are we doing the unrealistic one? Because I have an unrealistic list. This is, like, semi-realistic. It's like going to be Sly Cooper. No. Okay. We're not getting there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost of Shima 2. I don't think we're gonna see gameplay. I don't think we're gonna see gameplay. It's it's. There's no shot. It's a hundred percent gonna be if if they talk about it at all. It's gonna be just like similar to what they did with Ragnarok. Just maybe maybe you hear Jin say something and then logo. That's it. 
I we're not going to hear about it. At, we're not going to hear about it for another two years after that, though. I, I, yeah, of course. <laughs> I appreciate the riskiness of that. Yeah. I don't agree, though. I think Spider-Man 2. <gasps> Huge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're definitely seeing Spider-Man 2. I agree I with that. really... I don't think it'll happen with Spider-Man 2, but I think with how well Rift Apart worked, I've been saying this forever, and at least the next Miles Morales game, yeah. I want an Into the Spider-Verse game, and I think it'll be mm-hmm. very possible if they master that tech that yeah. they made to just do what they did. When is No Way Home coming out? Oh my god, I forgot. Uh, no Way Home. Oh, Christmas. Christmas. Christmas? Christmas. We're definitely going to hear about it. Yeah. That's a great like lineup mm-hmm. of like, the, if they got the movie coming out, they mm-hmm. also want to talk about the game. That That's perfect yeah, time. Yeah, Christmas so, season. I don't think Christmas Day. If if we don't hear about anything for, about Spider-Man before, sure like tomorrow, tomorrow, on Thursday, we're absolutely hearing about it before Christmas. Or alongside with the thing. Because that's a perfect, like, you're watching TV, commercial, Spider-Man, Far From, or No Way Home. Mm -hmm. Right after that, commercial, Spider-Man (laughs) 2. You know what I think the big criticism of this showcase is going to be? Because it's about the future of PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Is that there's not going to be enough gameplay shown. So I think there's going to be a few games that are going to take Spotlight. Which I think God of War is going to be the big gameplay one. A lot of them are going to be announcements. So like we said, any new IP... Maybe the multiplayer one that mm-hmm. we've heard about if it's an FPS or yeah. third person. Or Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, I think they're going to close out on and then open with God of War. Those are the two biggest PS4 exclusives that have dropped. I could see the... Cl- I think I think or it's going to close with God of War. I think it's a, one way or the other. Because I think like you hype people up for the future. Because like, Spider-Man is not coming out soon. So that's a, that's an awesome, awesome opening. But then... Uh, Ending with God of War is like more current. They it's end happening. with Deathloop, <laughs> <laughs> and even even potentially killer, killer, not a killer closeout. See everything for God of War. See gameplay, blah blah blah. Release date. Mm-hmm. That would Which, be huge. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, take that um, with a grain of salt. Two games huge. that one's in the future. One is currently out. Fist. I think we might see something about Fist. It's that rabbit game where you have a big robot fist. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? We talked about it before. Did we? Yeah, on the podcast. It's like you're, it's just, I think it's like a side scroller game. I can't remember. Stray. I'm sorry. That just popped in my head. Oh, We're going to see stuff about I Stray. I was like, no, <laughs> it's a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I think, I, I think it just launched. I'll look at reviews because I kind of was semi interested in it. It was rumored to be a PS Plus game for this month. It came Oh, out, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I definitely fist, want to. Robot, robot arm, rabbit. That was we might see some gameplay because it just launched. Maybe bump up the sales because I think yeah. it's a PlayStation and PC exclusive. Okay, cool. Um, and the future one, I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah, here we are. Yeah, but like Stray, um, as I mentioned, I th- I think we'll probably see something about Stray. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. And then some other IP, I'm sure that was already announced. I Blade Runner yeah. was that a game? Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner. Maybe some with Ghost Runner because I don't think that is. I think it's coming out in the fall. Yeah, and I feel like Ghost Runner has been like awfully quiet. I feel mm-hmm. like we haven't really seen a whole lot from Ghost Runner. Yeah, so someone so. like Ghost Runner. Yeah. Um, I let, let, let's yeah. Let's just get this out of the way. Come on, man. Sly five. Sly. Just give us. Just well, give us it. Just give know, us it. I don't even care if it's a Spyro. Uh, Crash Bandicoot remaster. Remake. I don't care if it's that. I want well if it okay. is because we've been playing Sly too. Yeah, and we're like, dude, 
just running through and we played spyro i've yeah. played it as a kid at uh the eagle's nest at yeah. giant eagle yeah i never owned it <laughs> but i've played it and i remember that difference and if we get that yeah. same love it'll be I don't, awesome you know, i don't even need it'll a be amazing at that point i don't even need a pit or a sci five well, let's not get crazy here. Right? I know, but <laughs> just saying. Well, no, yeah. So, um, I I don't I forget if we talked about this or I, or I showed you this, but I did see on Reddit that there was kind of like a leak from a reputable source or whatever. But based on job postings, mm-hmm. Sly Five was up there. Yeah, Sly Five was like based on job postings. I don't know if it's a Senzaru or, or whatever, but what it could be, it could be Sly Five that they that they're trying to do. So I can easily see. I don't think they're announcing Sly Five. That's not that's not the way that's going to work. First, they're going to announce the remastered of Sly, and then everyone has to buy it. Yes, because that's how we got another Crash game. Yes, yes. Just saying. I have no idea if that was successful. Yeah. But all I'm saying is we got Crash Team Racing and a mm-hmm. new Crash. Yeah. Just everyone buy it. Even Absolutely. if you're not going to play it, I will pay you. I will pay you. I will buy it. Asterix. For you. Will, yeah. I'm going to create accounts on PlayStation and buy it Digitally. over and over again. <laughs> $60. $100. Editions. Don't care. Walk into, uh, walk into uh, GameStop. I would like all your copies of Sly Cooper mm-hmm. Remastered. They're like, you all of them yeah and here's what i want you to do anybody with a ps5 i want you to give them out for free i don't want them (laughs) just give them out for free please if you wouldn't mind but i'll pay you for them now you're right you're right (laughs) um yes we need it we need it i mean if the collection next one remaster does well enough then we're good i don't want some shitty port like they did with jack on the ps4 yeah i hate them for it Mm -hmm. it was trash it runs terribly. The PS3 version is better than the PS4 version. And it the is. PS2 version is better than the PS4 version. <laughs> yeah. But, please. I think the Jack please. community is content with not having another game. I think. I agree. I, I think agree. the Sly game. It's, it's I think Sly not 4, content, but like most content, I think. I When I go on their subreddit, it's not anything about yeah. a new game. Everyone's like, all right, we got Jack X after three. That was great. We've won another game. Let's go. Yeah. Then they got the Lost Frontier and they say, actually, never do it again. <laughs> actually, let's let's not do Lost that. Lost Frontier, worst game I've ever played in my well, life. Well, we're lucky with Sly because like Sinzaru did a decent it job. It did a good job. It yeah. like I have we have we, we have, have our issues with Sly four, you know, but at the end of the day I I the biggest thing working against Sly Four was the previous games. Like if Sly four came out as a standalone thing, us never seeing Sly, it would have been a, it would have been a really good game, mm-hmm. it would have been a solid game. You know what's standing against it is just the fact there wasn't another game to like yeah. tell the story, and yeah. also they ruined Penelope. They ho- yeah, they they, 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 ma- they massacred her, her character. Her it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They ruined her. Yeah. that's fine. And Murray, mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about Murray. <laughs> Sensaru isn't going to be working on another game anyway. Yeah. They're owned by Facebook now, yeah. so whoever does it is either going to do a reimagining mm-hmm. of the fourth. But it needs to be. I here's the thing: if they make a new Sly game, I could even. I, I wouldn't even be mad about like a like a like a God of War reboot. What? Oh, you think they would do a God of War reboot? Like, like something like I mean, like in the like what they did with God of War 2018 oh, yeah. for Sly. Like, not here's acknowledge like not like getting rid of everything yeah. in the past, but just being like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna really reinvent the wheel. You know here. what they need to do with. What they've done really well with every Sly game mm-hmm. is they told their story and it was done. 
mm-hmm. didn't necessarily need a sequel. Sure, Sly 2 to 3 had a cliffhanger, but the gang was done. Well, Sly 3 had that cliffhanger, but it was one of those cliffhangers where it's like... It was the same cliffhanger Sly 2 to 3. I don't think so. I think the gang was done, but like... You know, and the end of slide two, the gang is done. Murray left. Bentley is in a wheelchair. Well, Murray, well, Murray it. carried Bentley away, but then it ended with Sly jumping out of the helicopter. Yeah, and but that was like, all right, cool. Like if that was the ending. That's fine with me. Yeah, that's the ending. Yeah. the gang's done. But Sly three, I think the cliffhanger to me is the same. Sly lost his memory. There's the cane. Well, it's the over. wink. It's the wink at the end. Yeah, it's the wink. But like that's like kind of like that wink of like it's the wink and the time machine. Mm-hmm. But like that's also kind of like. That's true. Easy enough to just leave it alone. Yeah. Like, you got the wink from Sly that's that, like, like hey, like... Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, I've always saw the wink as... I, I've been reading, like, it's some like, people ah, on the bullshit. subreddit... Well, yeah, I, well, some people on the subreddit are like, he's he faked it the whole time. I feel like he didn't fake it initially, but as he, like, was with Carmelita and doing stuff, his memory started to come back, and he just, he just stayed in the role. Mm-hmm. So... That, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't take it because that dude. That's a play. That that is like such a like. After everything that happens at the end of Sly Three, for Sly to get hit by a rock and just be like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just yeah, it's weird. It's like such a shot in the dark like thing, you know. Mm. So yeah, it, it's just the fact that Sly Four ended in such. It, it ended in a way that it needed a sequel, and it just didn't get the sequel. Yeah, so exactly. I think if they make a new game, it has to end in a way that it doesn't need a sequel. But on, we're not going to see it. On the bright side, though, because I think Sly 4 ended with that like cliffhanger, that made the community more vocal yeah. about wanting a new game and yeah. expecting a new game and needing a new game. If it would have ended... However, like uh, with a more definitive end, or just like like Lost not... Frontier did. Yeah, if it would have ended like that, I think that the, I think that it wouldn't be a new Sly game that people want. It would just be a remaster of the game, mm-hmm. which I think the energy of the wanting a new Sly game has really helped Sly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Those are our list. Do you we'll have see. any more? Do you have any more uh, predictions? No. I got a, I got a, I got a goofy one. All right, is that Absolute your is it your last goofy. one? Yeah, this, this is it. All right, I don't I don't have any more. I think I I think I'm just kind of going over the obvious ones, and yeah. it's like the sly one was my surprise, right. and then something else. Ready? What's your goofy one. Absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. Vita two. You think they're gonna talk about the Vita two before PSVR two? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's goofy. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> my prediction. Okay. Vita two. Vita two. I'll put that in the unrealistic announcements. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I think you're Let's the. I think that is the. That is a very unique sentence. No one in the history of the world has said that sentence. No, <laughs> definitely not. All right. Yeah, man. Is that uh? Is that all you got though? Yep. Handshake. Oh, handshake. That's our list. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Oh, did you just fish hand me? You just dead fished me. It was a little flat. I, well, we got a lot of equipment going on. There we go. There we go. Okay. Right, cool. Um, I hate when I hate when I get dead fished. It's so disrespectful. You got anything else, though? Uh, no, that's my list. Uh, we're going to just see. I'll, I'll review it real quick. Cool. So, God of War Ragnarok gameplay trailer. Horizon Forbidden West, a trailer show. Pre-order it now. Give mm-hmm. us your money. Deathloop trailer, because it hasn't been down our throats enough. Kena, which I wrote as Kenny. New IP, maybe from Bend. New IP, the multiplayer game. Spider-Man 2 announcement. Ghost Runner, maybe something from Stray. And Sly Cooper. Yes. And then the unrealistic list is the only v- is only written via. Did you two. say ghost too? 
this oh, I, I'm writing that as an unrealistic. Okay, that's fine. Okay. That's good. That way, clickbait. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Those two. Cool. Yeah. Well, everyone, that is the 33rd episode of the PS Pony Podcast, where once a week, every week, me and my best friend Ron get together to talk to you about all the video game news you need to know about. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can reach out to us at uh, Twitter, uh, at PS Ponies. Mm-hmm. Reach that out on Twitter, and then Ron, if you want to like maybe ask us like a question, tell us a story. What what what, what can the, what can the people do? You can reach out to us on your uh, landline, which is uh, Gmail. At this point, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, you can email us questions. We will answer them every single week. This week, we did not have a question, unfortunately. Shout out to Matt. Ask us a question. Um, <laughs> so. Ask us questions at askpsponies at gmail.com. That is A-S-K-P-S-P-O-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. We read them every single week. Even if we get a huge influx, we will make an entire episode based around them. (laughs) Also, little shameless self-promotion too, Zachary. Talked about the Twitter page, but as well on Thursday. Uh, Check your YouTube inbox because be sure you hit the subscribe button and ring that notification bell so you get notified every time we upload an episode. We upload the video version of the podcast every single Wednesday and the audio versions on Tuesday. On Thursday, Zach and I will be reacting live to the playstation press conference um probably won't be live stream because internet yuck yeah sorry um but it's also just a crash course at this point if you watch the vod that we're going to put up on youtube on our youtube page at ps ponies uh we'll be sure to just do more live streaming content in the future but for now we're going to stick to just it being recorded uploaded after you get the gist yeah absolutely well everyone thank you so much and all have a great time and hope you had a great uh labor day weekend have fun yeah, shout out to a long weekend. Yeah. I needed it. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys uh, on Thursday. Bye. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. I'd like to taste a real Italian coffee, please. What is the real Italian coffee? The espresso. You mean black coffee? In a capsule? Cappuccino. Ah, the real Italian coffee. Yes, Lavazza. Enjoy an authentic taste of Italy with every sip. From the rich and full-bodied flavor of Lavazza Classico to the finest varieties of Arabica beans of Lavazza Qualità Oro. Lavazza, more than Italian. Presenting sponsor of the Italian Contemporary Film Festival. This is Adam King from Aliens Don't Ring Doorbells, and you're listening to Madness to Creation. Go ahead, say it. And welcome to another episode of the Madness to Creation podcast, where you freaking matter. This is Maddie. how are you? On this episode, we have the two members of the awesome German modern metal band, Venues. Robin and Layla of Venues is joining us to talk about uh, their album entitled uh, Solace and uh, Mental Health and at one time how Layla uh, lived her life homeless and how she rose above that. And um, that's what this show is essentially all about is is not only t- talking about their music and diving into their art, but it's also talking about the breakthroughs in their life. And um, and we, tr- we really try to be 
positive outlook for people and everything like that. And um, we will be reviewing uh, Solace on MadnessCreation.com along with featuring this podcast on MadnessCreation.com. And you can find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Madness Creation. And find us on Twitter at MTC Madness. And don't forget, um, at Madness Creation, you freaking matter no matter who you are, where you came from, what your background is, and everything like that. I hope you enjoy listening. I love you for who you are and all that good stuff. And on and find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, GeoSav, and YouTube, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and Podcast Addict. Much love to you. And I'm going to let Robin and Layla of Venues take it away. Welcome to the Madness to Creation podcast, where self-care and music merge. At Madness to Creation, we are, um, we are being well, being safe, being balanced. And also, this is one of the most awkward podcasts you'll ever listen to. This is Maddie. How are you? And here I have with me is uh, Layla and Robin of the band Venues. And how are you all doing today? Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us. We are fine. Awesome. Thank you so much. And when I said awkward, I tend to be a little awkward. I'm a part-time stand-up comedian, all that stuff. So we are going to start off the conversation that way. What are some things that you do that your fans might not know that you do? Like, for example, like, uh, for example, a lot of people don't know that I do a little bit of stand-up comedy on the side. Um, what is something that you all do, like, for hobbies, spare time? That your fans might not be aware of. Um, well, I guess maybe some fans might not know that I actually live in a van. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think what fans might not know is that I'm a big nerd, loving computer <laughs> games and um, yeah, nerdy stuff like this. <laughs> Awesome. And um, I, th- I think it's so important for all of us to ha- have embrace a little bit of that nerd culture, so to speak, especially my generation, embrace that culture. And Layla, I'm, I'm intrigued with you uh, living in a van. Um, how is that working out? Like, um, like, is it pretty spacious? Is it pretty comfortable? Or is it kind of life as a, as a struggling artist, for lack of a better term? No, it's uh, it's really comfortable. Um, I used nice. to work as a project manager for uh, building stages at festivals and open air concerts. So wow. um, I've been uh, pretty much busy and on the road all summer. So for me, uh, having a flat didn't make any sense because okay. I wouldn't have been there at all. So that's why I moved into the van uh, about three years ago. So this gives me a bit more freedom and... Yeah, costs less than living in a flat. <laughs> oh, it's it's so important for us for our mental health as well to manage our finances, everything like that. Because I've been doing a lot of reading lately that um, if we don't manage our finances, it impacts our mental health pretty much more than anything. Like, in fact, yeah. that's number one reason why people get divorced and everything like that. So um, was it a big transition in your life um, going from project managing to these open air festivals to uh, what you're doing now? <laughs> so now I'm, I'm doing nothing at all at the moment well um, <laughs> of, uh, I'm, I'm okay let's say i'm i am a full-time musician <laughs> so <laughs> we say it like that yeah i quit the job last year when uh, the pandemic was going on and well it still is so there was not much to do um so yeah music or the band was that one thing i had left to do so 
I was very grateful for having that band. And yeah, now, now that's all I do. Just, I moved into my parents' cellar because I wasn't really able to drive around with my van. So yeah, last winter I moved into the cellar of my parents' house and just, yeah, made music since then. Absolutely. So was that a big adjustment moving home? Yep, of course it was. Um, at first I felt like I was a teenager again. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, so I um, hit a little, little bit of financial difficulty like when I was 30 and it's kind of embarrassing moving home, like having your parents telling you how to manage a checkbook at 30 years old and stuff. But, you know, when you hit a scam and stuff, it happens, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's like that. But yeah, I love my family. So it's okay to be here. And yeah, I try to enjoy them having time with them. Absolutely. That is awesome. And Robin, I want to get into uh, like, do you have a Twitch channel or like how much of an avid gamer are you? Uh, yeah, actually, I don't, I mean, I have a, a Twitch account and everything, and I started streaming a little bit, like, back in five years or something, but um, I quit it. Um, I spent a lot of time losing my real life in World of Warcraft, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I played it. I'm, I'm, like, a big Blizzard fanboy, so um, Hearthstone, Diablo 3, um Heroes of the Storm, all that stuff. StarCraft 2, Warcraft 3. These were all like games that I spent like a lot of time into. Um, yeah, but luckily the band keeps me a little bit away from all of this. <laughs> Absolutely. And and now let's talk about the music. Like uh, you guys are releasing uh, Solace on August 27th, correct? Yeah, right. Ab- absolutely. And I really enjoyed um, the single for Uncaged Birds. And what I like is just kind of like a little bit of the symphonic elements. And one thing I'm always jealous that European bands can do that American bands can't do is that there's some of that classical element in your music. Um, are you guys, would you guys say you're uh, classically influenced or how did you guys come together to uh, write the music that you're writing for Solace? Oh, uh, well, we, um, all of us has a very, have very different influences in music. So we try to bring together all of them while writing songs, and but I'm I'm not sure if anybody of us really has a classical influence. Okay, uh, not really. I guess maybe uh, Valentin kind of brings in these um, classical vibes, kind of like the orchestral stuff, but it's not really classical influenced. But yeah, it's it's pretty different because. Oh, maybe Robin, you can tell what influences each of one, uh, each of us has. Um, yeah, actually, we are like a, a colorful mix of uh, different persons in the band because everyone likes different stuff. I mean, um, our main songwriter Constantine, he's listening to a lot of the '80s classical rock stuff, and he's a big Iron Maiden fan. Oh, you mean Constantine? You said, Constantine, you said Valentin. Yeah. Oh no, I mean Constantine. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, and uh, Valentin. Our other um, guitarist, he's like more chanty, progressive guy. So he brings a little bit more of the technical stuff. Uh, our drummer is a big fan of bands uh, like Seven Dust, Breaking Benjamin. So like more classical rock or I would say mainstream rock bands, something like this. And yeah, I'm coming more from the modern metalcore, post-hardcore area, trying to bring some 
heavy modern short parts into the music. Daniela, you can speak for yourself. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I listen to uh, pretty much everything from uh, blues rock to modern metalcore stuff. Yeah, but I used to love Aerosmith and Janis Joplin. So the old things, yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. And kind of one thing I get really confused about in the rock and metal journalism world is all these subgenres of metal. To me, I just say it's either rock or it's, or it's metal. You know, I don't... So, like, when people say, like, um, metalcore, post-hardcore and stuff like that, um, how would you define that? Do you guys get annoyed with all the different subgenres of metal or... I don't get it. <laughs> I honestly don't either. It's it's yeah. like, what is a metalcore band and what is a post-hardcore band? <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially nowadays, it's pretty hard to to really define what a band is. And I mean, we have the problem with our music because we got asked a lot what kind of genre we are. And we always struggle to answer this question because we are like something in between of all this modern metal metalcore post-hardcore rock stuff whatever so um yeah it's a yeah we hate this question but there are (laughs) there are a few things in the world where you have to try to answer it so yeah (laughs) okay so i'm not the only one in the world that kind of gets a little bit baffled a little bit confused in all the labels in the in the genres no absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) awesome so um you guys brought up the pandemic a little bit ago, like in America, as you could probably see, like pretty much everything's back to normal. I mean, there's touring, there's festivals and everything like that. Although cases are going up again. What did you, from a mental health standpoint, what did you all learn about yourself the most through like being locked down in quarantine and how is Germany is Germany still going through the pandemic and all that? Mm, well, Germany is still going through the pandemic, but there's uh, not such a thing as a hard lockdown. Um, we already start having uh, festivals again and concerts, but you have to keep distance. So there are not as many people allowed to be in the crowd as uh, they were before the pandemic. And you still have to wear masks when you go grocery sh- shopping and stuff. But um, yeah, it seems like we're in a good way, I'd say. Yeah. And from the mental health aspect, um, what I learned about myself and about uh, my life in the last year was that it's so important to uh, have something to do. And for me, it was the band. So it was pretty, um, yeah, very important for me and helped me a lot to uh, bring all my emotions and all my anger into the music and to have the boys um, who I can, who I could connect with even if it was only over Skype, <laughs> but at Absolutely. least they were there and we had something um, to work on. Um, so yeah, I guess the band gave all of us uh, a big solace in that year. <laughs> That's awesome. How about for you, Robin? What did you learn about yourself? Um, yeah, good question. I have to admit that I really liked the first few months because of yeah, just the whole world slowing down a little bit. And um, yeah, to be honest, I had a lot to do. Like I had, a, I was pretty busy in my job. And um, yeah, I mean, when, when I, I'm working, working in the music industry for a label, music label, and uh, while a lot of um, yeah different partners like the, the 
booking agencies or Lila's job and stuff like this uh, had to shut down. We were, we had to work like like hell. Like there was so much stuff and every band wanted to release singles and yeah, it was a crazy time for us and we had a lot of to do. So um, I was like swamped with work. But uh, in my spare time, I was actually glad about the situation outside because there were over here in Germany, we had a few months where there were like nearly no cars on the streets and um, people were inside and it was a little bit magical. I mean, of course, it was horrible. And um, after a few months, it really, I got really sick and tired of this situation. But um, I liked the first, the beginning of everything. But um, after the, the, months, the months passed by, I really started to miss uh, live shows, especially for my own band and also as a fan, just to visit bands I like and see them playing live and also to hit the stage on my own with my band because I think for me this is one of the most important things why I started this band or why I, I'm a part of it to, to play live shows it's the real fun for me in being in a band yeah, so, yeah. absolutely and um, like kind of one thing that I really appreciate about like the band and the fans is like when fans come up to the band and say, you know what, this song has resonated with me or this song has helped me get through this. Um, what we usually talk about on the podcast is those moments. Um, what can you all think of a specific moment, like whether it's a direct message on Instagram or whether it's a fan coming up to you after a show and say, you know what, that song saved my life. And, and what was that experience like? Um, yeah, we had um, a message like that a few weeks ago from a fan who wrote that um yeah that literally a song saved his life and that he's so thankful and grateful for our music and that made me realize that um what we do is really important to others um just like it was when when i was uh, struggling and listening to music so i i realized again how important music is for our mental health and um, for our emotions and to to let emotions out when they need to get out so yeah i was pretty uh i, I wouldn't say proud maybe proud is the, the wrong word for that but mm-hmm. i was grateful for our music to help others yeah yeah and i think um a few weeks ago when you played a show over here like a streaming show but uh there were all also 20 people allowed to to visit the concert and to be there in real life, um, yeah, one one young man came to us and uh, showed her, showed us his new tattoo, and he got a big venue's tattoo on his arm. Wow! And we were like, wow, that's okay, that's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just just felt like totally crazy. And uh, and he brought us donuts. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. brought us some nice hey. vegan donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. awesome, and absolutely, that was like unreal. So. Um, I think sometimes the music that you're making as a musician is like more important to others than you than you can think of. And that's always a crazy experience if you if you get confronted with this. Yeah, and absolutely. And just kind of a couple questions leading off of that. Like um like when you are writing your music and all that, like does that somehow like the role of the fans looking up to you kind of subconsciously play a role in your songwriting 
or or is it like do you ultimately make the music for yourselves and whoever you get to listen to that's who you, you get to listen to um i'd say both so i um when i read the lyrics i uh, mostly write about um experience that i experiences i, I had or um, stories that I want to tell, but I try to keep them um, pretty open so that if a fan listens to it or if anyone listens to it, they can um, build their own picture in their mind about that song. So I yeah, don't really exactly tell one story, but I write about that story and um, try to get the people to come into that feeling that I had maybe while writing mm -hmm. it. And I guess it's uh, almost the same with Robin? Yeah, I would say we try to, to tell personal stories that we experienced. And um, yeah, in general, I think we want to write songs that we like and that we love. And yeah, if we like them, hopefully our fans like them too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, I'd say. Absolutely, and I think the fans are definitely gonna enjoy the Solace album coming out August 27th, I mean. and. Um, Let's get into the Rite of Passage uh, single and, um, and the music video. What is the most grueling thing about making music videos in your world? Because when we see the music video, we just see, oh, it got done in four minutes, but I know that there's a lot more to that. that than what's, what's the most challenging and rewarding aspect about making a music video and, and the song? Um, I'd say for us, for venues, the most challenge, challenging thing in shooting music videos is uh, to organize and coordinate everything because we suck at this. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> we work together pretty close uh, with our good friend, Marius, mm -hmm. who shot all the music videos in the past already. And um, this time for this record, we told him that he should take care of like everything. And like, yeah, scouting the locations, um, getting together the crew, the camera guys and all that stuff, the lights, <clears throat> and we just had to, yeah, move there and um, do what he told us and get in our roles and get in the masks and stuff like this and just have a good time. So this time we really had an easy job here and um, it was just fun for us. Yeah, we had some hard jobs here and there, like in especially in Rite of Passage, it was pretty cold over here in Germany. We shot this in January, I think. Yeah. And um, I had to lie around on the floor for four hours or something. And it was so cold. And uh, I had blood. this, yeah, with this wet uh, blood stuff on me. That was hard. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I even took a hairdryer um, to, to warm him up. <laughs> so I kind of yeah. blow him. <laughs> <laughs> During the breaks, it was hard, yeah. But uh, in general, I'd say we had a pretty easy job doing this because our good friend Marius took care of everything. Um, but yeah, I think the most challenging stuff here is to like organize and coordinate like the big, the big package of making a music video, like getting all the people together, get all the equipment, um, getting cool locations, stuff like this. Awesome. And what would you say? And you're in the band. What would you say? I, I know uh, Layla uh, just joined the band for this new album, correct? Yeah. What would you say is, I want you to brag about yourself. What is one thing you, you just say that I'm really freaking good at this? 
and one thing you feel you want to work on as a musician? Hmm. I have to think about that. Okay, so um, what I'm really good at, I think uh, it is in general singing, maybe. <laughs> there you go. You brag about yourself. Don't be so modest. You're like, I'm really freaking good. Yeah, I'm really freaking good at singing. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> even, <laughs> even though I sometimes I struggle with the um, high notes, the high pitches, but uh, this is some something I already work on, and, and, and it's just I'm just growing into that new musical role. And but something I really have to work on, I guess, is um, uh, what is the word in English? Robin Unsicherheit. Insecurities. Insecurities. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, especially before shows or on stage, sometimes I am pretty insecure about about those high pitches, and that makes me pretty nervous. But even though I know I can hit them and I will hit them, the yeah, the insecurities just uh, get in my way sometimes. Yeah. So uh, before I get in the next question, what's the word insecurities in German again? Unsicherheit. Unsicherheit. I probably am way off. Did I say it right? No, <laughs> not really. Unsicherheit. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. I... It was good for a first try. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I did my best. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how about for you, Robin? What is, what is your uh, one thing you're really freaky good at and one thing you want to improve on in your music? Uh, yeah, good question. Mm. I think what I'm good at is maybe looking good at pictures, at live pictures. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but I, I'd also say um, my vocals. But this is, uh, at the same time, this is also the thing that I want to work on pretty hard because um, a few months before we recorded the new record Solace, uh, I changed my whole technique to to shout um i did the last 10 years with a different technique and i really wanted to to switch it finally because of a yeah a lot of um uh cool points that you have with this other technique of doing shouts and i really wanted to have all of this so i worked on it pretty hard and uh, a few months before we hit the studio i had this moment where i learned it and i was like wow okay i finally did it and then i was doing it like two hours practicing every every evening, which was pretty cool and um, gave me an awesome feeling. Um, yeah, but I'm still still working on it a lot and it gets better and better. And this is a pretty cool feeling that I didn't have in a, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe when you know when you are a kid and you start learning stuff with your body, like uh, cycling a bike or something. And it feels like this, like a big achievement that you can do something with your body that you couldn't do before. So it's an awesome feeling and um, it gives me a lot of motivation to keep practicing. That is so awesome. And um, one thing I really appreciate about vocals, I used to be, I used to sing in choir. Um, but if, if I sung today, you wouldn't know I sang in choir. I basically have lost my voice. I'm going to be 40 this year and, and kind of vocal cords tend to go a little bit. Um, what are some things that you all do to... Uh, maintain your voice 
to get your voice stronger um or like for the day of a show how do you prepare your voice um i guess that the um, most part is um practice <laughs> so yeah almost every day like is there like a vocal coach you go to or or uh, robin does that he's yeah. going to be a vocal coach i don't really but yeah I, i lost my voice i guess uh three or four weeks ago well i, I didn't really lose it but i found it really hard to uh, to sing and it didn't sound pretty good so now i'm doing a like of a how can i say it um vocal therapy at some kind of a doctor so mm -hmm. i go there weekly and I just try to get to know my voice better and understand what's happening in there while singing so i guess this helps a lot and yeah right before a show i <laughs> I know what I should do. <laughs> but I, yeah, but actually I don't really do it. But I because that's funny because I have the feel I I think if I do too much and I um if I care too much about vocal warm-ups and stuff then uh, my insecurities grow because I give those vocal problems too much space in my head. And so at this moment, I feel like if I, do, I don't do anything and just um, stay relaxed, it works best for me. But maybe this can change in a few weeks, so I don't know. Absolutely. How about for you, Robin? Uh, yeah, I'd say the same, like practicing a lot and try to improve yourself every week. And um, on a show day, I really focus on doing some solid warm-ups and getting enough sleep the night before and just being in a good physical constitution. Yeah, that's what my, my goals to try to do a good show. <laughs> awesome. And what is the one song that you all are looking forward to performing live off this record? Uh, actually, I'm looking forward to perform Wider Galley, uh, which is actually also the single that will be released this Friday. Nice. So, I mean, Take I don't know what's on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and this Friday we will play on a festival in Germany. So, it will cool. be a worldwide premiere when we play the, the song here, there first. <laughs> Awesome, man. Uh, take us into that song. And um, also, like, what can fans uh, mostly expect from a venue show? Um, yeah, Leila, do you want to? Um, yeah, what can people expect from a venue show? Um, much fun, I'd say. So we have a lot of fun on stage. And we, um, of course, we try to um, get the fans uh, into having the same fun as we do. And just yeah we don't have we don't really have a show concept or something we're just celebrating being on stage and being alive and yeah playing our songs so having a big party and that's the best feeling in a uh, uh, post-covid world i don't know if covid's still going on i'm so confused by it right now um so <laughs> <laughs> that's I, i'll tell you what i know that fans are looking forward to shows more than ever now yeah yeah It's awesome. I love how they are hungry to go on shows and just move and enjoy the music. 
That's pretty cool, especially over here in Germany, where people sometimes get a little bit like, mm, okay, I will check out the show, but I don't oh. move a lot. I won't dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that is that how the German audience is? Is they just kind of stand there with their arms folded, or uh, not in dif- general? It differs where in Germany, but um, there are a few cities they are pretty known for this. <laughs> yeah, especially in the what's it in the southeast of Germany, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, where I'm from in Iowa, um, it's like once you've won us over. We go crazy for you, but you, you have to earn that a little bit. That's just kind of how Iowa is. But if it's a song that we know, we go all out. We were intense. You know, I've, I've been to some pretty intense shows. So um, absolutely. Have you guys played in America before or, or just have you just played in Europe? No, we only played in Europe. And um, let me check. I think, no, it was only Europe so okay. far. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, Hopefully, you, we can yeah. come to the U.S. soon. <laughs> yeah, if you ever come to Iowa or Minnesota, I'd love to buy a ticket to come see a show. So Awesome. Yeah, nice. it, would be, it would be absolutely fantastic. And just kind of a couple more questions. Um, kind of relating back to um, a question earlier, what is the soundtrack to your life? Like, uh, what is a song, band, or an album that you go to when times get a little bit difficult in your life? Hmm. Or it could be a genre, too. Oh, it's very hard to say because as a, for, for me, it, it changes maybe every year, I guess. So there's not really music that I come back to when I'm feeling a special kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I'd say for me too. But um, I have a band, uh, the Gaslight Anthem. It's like okay. something totally there- different. They're pretty popular over here. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, I absolutely love their sound. Um, it always gives me like a feeling of um, of home and a very nostalgic feeling. So sometimes I just need to listen to this band. Definitely. And um, kind of the last question is, um, are you guys planning any um, live streams or what are you planning for a release day? Or if you can't uh, talk about it, I get it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's, it's, also, it's not that we can't talk about it, but there's nothing really planned yet. So we would okay. love to play a release show and have a release party. But due to the um, yeah, pandemic still, um, mm-hmm. we're not sure if there's anything possible. So, yeah. But if there's anything planned, um, yeah, people will know about that and get the infos over our social media media channels awesome yeah thing is that we actually tried to um build up a, a hometown show with our booking agency but um we are from uh, stuttgart in germany and actually it looks okay. like pretty difficult over here so not really sure if it works out in time but uh we we're on it and we hope that everything works out in time so fingers crossed yeah, that'd be awesome. And um, last question, um, what are some of your personal and professional goals for this week, next week or two? What do you want to accomplish in your life? Mm, playing two cool shows. We'll have one this Friday and one uh, the Friday after. And yeah, I have, I'm, for me, this is all I can think about. 
So for the next two weeks, these two shows are definitely uh, the main goal to to play them the, in the best kind of way, in the best possible way. It sounds awesome. How about for you, Robin? Yeah, I totally would say the same. They are like the big the big highlights this month, and um, I just want to to rock this. <laughs> And you guys certainly will. And uh, venues, it was so much fun having you guys on the Madness Creation Podcast. So thank you so much for rescheduling and everything like that. So it's so appreciated. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And you all be well and be safe. Same to you. You too, mate. All right. Take care. All right. Take care and cheers. 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 Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. With over 30,000 partner retail locations nationwide, Progressive Leasing has helped more than 7 million people with imperfect credit get the things they need. With Progressive Leasing, you can enjoy convenient, flexible lease-to-own purchase options on furniture, laptops, headphones, jewelry, mobile phones, appliances, mattresses, and more. Get what you need when you need it. Progressive Leasing offers lease-to-own purchase options, acquiring ownership by leasing costs more than the retailer's cash price. Visit progleasing.com to get started today. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.